Okay, so this is episode two of the Unqualified Podcast, and I'm Jesse. I'm Megan, but you probably know that because anyone who has listened to this is probably someone we asked to listen to this. Almost definitely somebody we actually know. <laughs> well, except for that one person. Except for that one person. Whoever that, you are, I forgot yeah, her name already. I, I did too, because I was I think I was busy when you sent that to me. But uh, yeah, whoever the like random person is out there that liked our last post. Pretty cool. Thanks. Yeah, thank you for, I don't know, just supporting us without knowing what we were. (laughs) Right. So, whole point of the podcast is that we are not experts in anything, but we're going to talk about it anyway, and we're unqualified to do so, so you should probably not listen to us too seriously. And you should also not use anything we say for official research. Oh, yeah, no. Because (laughs) chances are we we have no sources to cite. This is just, I probably heard that, you know, probably way off. We're definitely not, like, a good source of information. No. Um, and we're going to talk about some movies on this podcast. So uh, today we're going to talk about Don't Worry, Darling, which is in theaters right now, uh, starring Florence Pugh and Harry Styles and Chris Pine. Chris is Pine. that her name? Florence Pugh? Yeah, is that the girl? Yeah, yeah she plays Alice. Oh, I um, didn't know that. I was excited about the movie because I know her from the Marvel movies. She plays um, a character in Black Widow and uh, a couple of other properties since then. But, okay. um, yeah, so I was pretty excited about that for her. I like Chris Pine because he was in uh, Horrible Bosses 2. I don't know if you've seen that. Who was, who was he? I, is that, it, I think it's the guy I'm thinking of. Was it um, Bunny's he, husband? Oh, yeah, in the movie? Yeah. No, no, not, not Bunny's husband. He, he was the, the, like, the leader. Oh, him. The yeah, guy. No, I yeah, him. the big guy. Um, but yeah, so I like him. Um, I uh, I like Olivia Wilde because she was in um, Tron in 2010. And I really like that movie. Um, and uh, Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll is one of the funniest people on the face. That of the was planet. her husband. That's yeah. why he looked familiar yeah. to me. Okay. And you, you know him from a few things, but he's big mouth. He's and ever- he was in the league too, right? Yeah, he was in the league. He, that's where I knew him from, and mm-hmm. he's like my favorite character on that show. Him and Rafi, he played uh, Ruxin. Yes. Um, hilarious show. Um, yeah. So we'll get into the movie a little later, like at the end. But um, now we're just gonna uh, kind of roll with it. Cool. You're about to uh, get smacked by a hurricane. I know. I'm. <laughs> I'm so stressed out. So, like, when I heard about it, you're used to hearing about hurricanes in Connecticut. Like, oh, there's going to be a hurricane coming through. And then you're used to, like, expecting those memes where they'll be like, I survived hurricane whatever uh, 2018. And it's a picture of, like, a chair knocked over. Yeah, it says we will rebuild. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like, they're, they're so dramatic. And you're just like, oh, it's no big deal. So I hear hurricane and, you know. I'm thinking people freak not, out. That's normal. Not the same down there. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a second. And I like looked at the map and I'm like, you know, Florida's like surrounded by water. And hurricane is like fuel or a water is like fuel for a hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's I'm on the like, Gulf of Mexico side, which the water's really warm there right now, which is bad because that's what a hurricane needs to be. A yeah. Strong, so I heard that. Um, this is the first time in a hundred years yeah. that a hurricane has come in from through like Tampa. through Tampa. Yeah. Yep. Over a century. I saw yep. that today too, and I was like, "Damn, that's." Uh... So no one knows what to expect, really. Right. 
Because well, I, I know, think I saw something too. Like Tampa is particularly like low lying, like the city. So they're mm-hmm. really worried about the storm surge and the flooding because it could be a pretty serious problem. Yeah, they have um a couple different like evacuation zones, and we're um like 50 miles away from like the center yeah. of Tampa, so we're not really near the coast at all, and we're more inland. So I'm not too worried about that part of it. No, that more part so won't just be like the, the storm surge certainly won't, because it's yeah. it would have to be like a the day after tomorrow level wave to exactly. give you any problems that far inland. But the uh, like the rain and the wind will. Yeah, so we had to board up our doors <laughs> in the back and then apparently apparently, apparently. and i want it oh, i want it to be known <laughs> i want it to be known that i don't know or that i've been questioning this since day one but when my parents bought this house mind you they purposely looked in central florida because they wanted they didn't want to have to deal with like you know evacuating and being on the coast and all that and obviously being close to Disney, but um, could have been closer, but whatever. Um, (laughs) Irrelevant. They said that the house, the front windows are hurricane proof or like they're hurricane windows. And I'm like so skeptical of that because how would we know? Yeah. Like we're going to find out, but like, how can you prove that? I'd be, I'm just skeptical, uh, skeptical of hurricane proof at all. Like, right. How do you test that? Nature usually finds a way to win, you know, so I feel like uh, you can't really proof anything. You could just make it like these are better for a hurricane, but. Right. And I mean, again, like we're. It's I don't know. I think that we'll find out. We're just we're going to know one way or the other. And I just don't really think you can prove if something's hurricane proof until, until like, you know. I mean, they you don't have a choice like but tests, to but... trust it. Yeah. But then if you, but then it breaks. Right. You know, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm very skeptical. And I've said it from day one. I'm like, how are we going to know? We can't test that. You can't prove that. What if they just said that to be appealing to like someone who we moved here when it was still hurricane season. Right. So that would be a huge selling point to the house. So like, what if they just said that, you know, just like people are like, um, they'll say three bedrooms and like the third bedroom is technically a closet, you know, right. like it's, it could be a bedroom but it shouldn't be through the power you know? of imagination. Right. Like the windows can be hurricane proof. Sure. If a hurricane doesn't typically affect this area. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> How would we know? So and they, it hasn't hit that area <laughs> in a hundred years. So nobody knows. Well, it has. So I guess we were talking to the neighbors and they've gotten oh, hurricanes. Yeah, they here. still get hurricanes. Just not one that like none have made landfall in Tampa, but Florida has still gotten hurricanes. Exactly. That would affect where you live. Exactly. So I guess people from Tampa and you know, Tampa and like the outer Tampa. Tampa I know. People I've... from Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> people from Tampa have been yeah. evacuated. Been for less than one year. You already got a southern accent. Oh, my God. No, I'm just... <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Never mind. <laughs> um, no, the they are getting evacuated here. So, or a lot right. of people are. Yeah. And I heard something Further about island. they're supposed to evacuate if they have, like, mobile homes or manufactured homes. Yeah, I think I saw that, too. But then, like, I looked online because you can, like, look up your evacuation status. Mm-hmm. And Polk County, which is where I am, is not listed at all. So I'm like, that's interesting. Maybe the hurricane's so, not going to hit there. There's just going to be a Could you imagine if it just like went around? That's just nothing. Sun's out. 
That'd be great. I mean, I'd be fine Outside with it. I'm not going to be mad about it. pandemonium. Inside, peace. <laughs> it's weird. Everybody's so, chilling in Polk County. Our neighbors are just, like, not phased. Like, yeah. the, no, the guy across the street was like, times. he's like, yeah, your front windows are fine. Because he was close with the woman who used to live here. Um, and then he's like... He's like, we got to board up our front windows. Just make sure you board up the back doors. And he's like listing the doors in our backyard, right. which I thought was kind of weird. But yeah. I guess you know, <laughs> he's definitely obviously been here before because he was friends with her. But um, yeah, so we're just kind of. Yeah. yeah. Who, by the way, I don't know if it's like bad to say this, but I, no one knows who we are right now. I swear to God, Jesse, the woman who used to own this house is related to a famous yeah, most you, hated woman in America. You, you've told you told me about that before. I think looks just like her. her, same last name. I won't give out any personal information because that's probably where the line is drawn. And I think probably. I'm a little qualified to know that you don't do that. Yeah, we're but just, I think the person is related. Going. Yeah, Could that's be. all I'll say. Could be. <laughs> um. So yeah, we'll see if I make it to the next podcast. So I mean, yeah. I think you know, <laughs> like comment, yeah, this subscribe might be our, for our only episode this week. I think we want to try to do episodes at least like like every few days but we may have a hard time recording later this week for, yeah um, well, you you avid two listeners out there <laughs> i know right we're gonna be um, upset when there's not an episode in like three days but jordan um, and josh if yeah, you're listening we're, we're so sorry for we not will able to be back you again <laughs> this week but um, you know when i was um like when i was a kid and me and my parents would go on vacations i swear we used to cause disasters what like It happened more than once, like several times where we would go somewhere and then like a week after we left, there would be some kind of natural disaster that would go through there. Like we went to uh, Florida one year and we were staying in Clearwater, um, which is near uh, the Tampa and Largo area. And about a week after we left, tornado. And then um, we went to the Caribbean and we were in the U.S. Virgin Islands at uh, St. Thomas. And about a week after we left... They got hit with a pretty bad, uh, like, it was either, like, a Category 1 hurricane or a tropical storm, but it was pretty bad. And uh, the big one was in 2005, we went to Louisiana, and we went to New Orleans, and about a week after we left, Hurricane Katrina happened. You're and lying. the fucking city. I'm dead serious. <laughs> Thanks for not coming to visit me. Yet. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. You should be thankful that I haven't come down there. I'm doing this to protect you and the family. So thankful I'm about to cancel Thanksgiving. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was it was weird because it was already at that point it was already like a running joke that like mm-hmm. oh every time we go somewhere it gets leveled afterwards. You and then literally asked. We're for it. joking about it when we were in oh the south. We were in Louisiana and Texas. Um, and when we were in those places, we were like, well, we've been through here now, so you guys can expect something in about a week. And then in about a week. Hurricane Katrina destroyed New Orleans. Dude, what is like wrong with you? Like the worst natural disaster in American history. Oh my god. Not good. No, I think. It's and safe it wasn't to say even worth it. Good. Like it was a, uh, it was a, it was a strange city to go to as a child with my parents. Um, I've never been. It's basically just a giant party. Um, That's weird. I always thought they just portrayed it that way on movies. Nope. Really? So we get there and we parked. Near the, I want, I want to say we parked near the Superdome, but maybe I'm just remembering that because we were close to it and I got to see it. it's where the Saints play. And at the time, it was where I was under the impression every Super Bowl was played because I thought Superdome, Super Bowl. But um, so we parked and we were walking up um, 
I think it's Bourbon Street, uh, which I think, if I'm under, if I remember correctly, is like the the main road in the city. So we were walking from the parking garage or wherever we parked, and we were going to some restaurant for dinner. And um, everything was fine when we got to the, when we were on the way to the restaurant and while we were there. But then when we left, the sun was going down, and I feel like something must happen in that city when the sun starts going down. Because we started walking back. And um, one thing that happened is when you were a kid, did you ever get like real uncomfortable in like adult scenes in movies? Like if it's two characters kissing or uh, like somebody's like n- naked or half naked. Uh, like, yeah. If you were watching it with your parents. Like, I mean, I'm an adult and that still makes me uncomfortable. Right. Like so, I can't. <laughs> We can agree that as a child, there's not much worse that can happen to you than something sexual while you're with your parents. Yeah. So we're walking down the street, and there was on the other side of the road, there was this bar with these big barn doors. I've actually, I think I found it on Google Earth like a couple years ago because I was trying to see if I could find it, and I think I did. But it had these big barn doors for like door, like entrances that you could see into the bar. And uh, we're walking, and there are like two strippers standing mostly naked on the side of the basically on the side of the road like they're hanging out of the the building you could just see them and they're talking they're waving i swear to god to me they're like <laughs> hey hey because they're trying to get people to come inside and you and know, how old were you better? again um this was 2005 i was 12 <laughs> um so yeah. you, as a twelve-year-old, yeah. you thought like, that I'm, strippers were dying I'm for your business. I'm of an age. I'm an, of an age at least where I can appreciate what the strippers are trying to accomplish. Like I get it. I see what they're doing, and I'm familiar with it. Um, but I'm still a child, so this is like horribly anxiety-inducing. <laughs> and so they're walking, and like so the number one thing, it's like an unwritten rule. I feel like if something like this happens, you just don't discuss it. You just don't bring it up. And my dad turns back to me and he goes, hey, I think they I think they want you to come over there. And I'm like, can we just pretend like this isn't happening right now? Can we just go back to the car? I just want to get out of this this city uh, that I'm clearly too young to be in. That's um, so awkward. And then I also saw another man's dick. Oh, OK. Um, we were walking and I, I was at this point like I'm just trying to keep my head down. So I feel like if I if I just don't look up, none of this is happening. So I'm just I'm looking at the pavement as we're walking up the sidewalk. And, um, but I'm kind of glancing up every, you know, so often to keep, you know, my eyes ahead of me. Um, cause I'm kind of walking off to like the side of my parents so I can see past them. I think I'm like right behind them or maybe I'm right next to them. And I looked up at one point and I saw a guy holding both of his hands down around the crotch region. And, uh, there was water coming out from there. And I'm like, oh, this dude's dumping out a water bottle. He's doing the little <laughs> squeeze and, and dump the water bottle out. And uh, we get a little closer, and um, no, his dick was out, and he was pissing on the sidewalk. Jesus. And I did, uh, I did not appreciate that. Yeah, no, I don't. I can't imagine a lot of people that would appreciate that. No, especially not as a twelve-year-old boy. No. Um, who had just been coerced it. by strippers. Yep, just. Just yeah, who had just who had already had to deal with strippers calling to me and my dad, and then um my dad addressing it and making a joke about it, and then now I've got to see this dude's whole cash and prizes right out there on the street just taking a leak. That's so New Orleans wasn't my favorite place to go, but it didn't deserve to get hit by Katrina, but it did. 
about a week later. I just can't even believe that. That's so weird. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, it was bad. Imagine having, like, I can imagine at that age, though, like, if you were under the impression that that was happening wherever you went, like, we all know, we all, like, have heard about Hurricane Katrina. Like, even when we were younger, we knew how bad it was. Yeah, it was bad. I just feel like, did you feel guilty? Like, did you feel responsible? A little bit. I was like, you know, like, oh, yeah, we kind of joked about how this was going to happen. And then it did. Because, like, so. at 12, I feel like you're not logical. And you're no. probably thinking, like, oh, my God. Yeah, no. I was like, th- there was there was some legitimacy to my concerns that maybe this is not a joke. <laughs> um, this might this might be a real curse. But so. since then, I don't think it's no natural disasters. Then. I yeah. think that was the big one. It was, like, building up. And then uh, okay. we got the the bad one, and then it stopped. But so it's 2005. Also, there's also maybe a little uh, of, like, correlation um, because we didn't really go on many more trips after that period because then I was in, like, high school, and, mm-hmm. like, I stopped being, like, not not that I wasn't around, but, like, I had friends that I would be hanging out with during the summer and stuff like that. I went on a couple like, trips. I made to, like, friends, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, Screw I didn't really have family. any before that, so. <laughs> Um, that's when like my friend group formed. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, we went on a couple other like little trips, but we didn't. I don't think we ever went on another big one like that again until like we all like the whole family went to Florida in 2014. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. might have been the next the next real big one. Did anything bad happen? Didn't Aunt Crystal like break her ankle or something? I didn't someone like... get hurt? Not like like I almost died. I don't think. Yeah, you almost you did almost you almost that killed is, yourself. <laughs> that is one of my favorite stories. <laughs> like iconic, and it's like I'm a stubborn person, and I use this story to like give as an example. Explain how you're not going to back of down my stubbornness. How far yes. you will push yourself to. So naturally, I feel like I need to tell the story. Oh, absolutely, we have to talk about it. Okay. Now. This is like the best story. Um, okay. Yeah, we have to tell this story. What year was this, Jesse? Because I know you can probably tell me the exact date. Yeah, 2014. it was in June of 2014. June 2014. Set the scene. It's hot. We're in Florida. Okay. It's the On summer. On a free vacation. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the worst part. This a makes me sound like such an asshole. Vacation. And if your parents are listening, like, I want to take this moment to <laughs> publicly apologize because. <laughs> I was I was hot. Okay, I was overheated. Like it was I just hot. Wasn't we went prepared. to Animal Kingdom that day. Yes. And it was brutally hot. Like to the oh, point yeah. that I'm like um Crystal and Jordan had to like sit down because they were like overheating. Um and everybody was miserable. Um, except for me because I like the hot weather. So I was like vibing. I was like, this is perfect. And everybody no, I else hate, was like, I hate We're every die. second of it. <laughs> I remember the worst thing ever. And I'm like, this is great. I remember not even being excited to go to the parks i was like stressed and i'm working myself up like i'm working the courage to like go because i knew it was going to be so hot and as weird as it sounds animal kingdom you would think with all the trees that it's like the coolest park no it is the hottest out of all four parks it's a joke so anyway this is my favorite story june 2014 all i wanted this entire vacation talking about it uh, up until that day, and I don't know what happened after that. Jesse, you could probably tell me. All I wanted was Golden Corral. And well, I think it made it worse, too, because um, we got Golden Corral on the drive down, but you, Jordan, and your mom flew <laughs> down separately. So yeah. the rest of us got Golden Corral in South Carolina the first night. Um, oh, and, and I was so upset. Halfway, 
and then and then I think nobody wanted to go for the rest of the week because we were like, we just had it, and now that's we're what it was. We have to go somewhere that's specific to here. That's what it was. So, you so are, I was you didn't upset. get it. <laughs> it's an unspoken rule that if you go on vacation, you do not eat things that you can get on any other day. And as far as I was concerned, even though it was something I never got, I couldn't even tell you what was on the menu. Arby's was something that I could get whenever I wanted. So it was unacceptable. I want a Golden Corral. We were leaving Animal Kingdom. I don't know if this was before. Was it Jordan or Aunt Crystal that got hurt? Um, I, I think it was I, Aunt Crystal. That day? It was Aunt Crystal. I have confirmation from my mom. She's sitting right next to me. We had we had to get her a wheelchair. She got hurt that day. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So it was it was that same day. So Are you sure she it wasn't had... just heat exhaustion, though? I didn't think it was No, like I think... I think um, ha- I thought she had a bad ankle. And then... No, because it did get to the point where she had to get the wheelchair. Okay. So I think maybe it was bugging her, but she had to get the wheelchair at one right, point. Right, right. Yeah. So she has a wheelchair. Like, she's trooping it out. It's 190 degrees. Not actually, but it felt like it. And we're about to leave Animal Kingdom because we had, like, a... We had, like, a bunch of days for the hopper like we had we could yeah, go to every, had, i think we had a four-day hopper or something like it was that. something crazy like that and which we i don't know why we like did a four-day days. hopper when there are four parks right and we were there for, like but it was fine i mean i'm grateful i yeah. truly am um <laughs> so anyway we're about to leave animal kingdom and you know we're deciding what's for lunch and i'm like i want golden corral like that is all i've wanted this entire time since you guys got it on the drive down that is all i want I'll never ask for another thing. I just want to go to Golden Corral <laughs> because I'd only been there like once in my life and I loved it. It is. Really and <laughs> I don't remember shout who suggested. Yeah, shout out. I have one two minutes down on the road oh, now. That's not fair. I don't any near here. Well, when you come for Thanksgiving, we can go. Um, they do breakfast on the weekends, Ooh. by the way. Breakfast yeah, we buffet. Need to do that. Yeah. We need to do that. They do uh, made to order omelets. Yeah. So it's yeah, we'll really be going good. there. That's anyway. <laughs> Um, I don't know who suggested it. It was someone's idea. We're driving two cars at this point. Yeah, I believe. and you're not even the car that's making the decision either, which is even worse. Like, I know. I felt so out of you didn't control. Get a chance. You were in the second car. <laughs> I really thought no one cared about me. I was so hurt over this. <laughs> this was so important to me, and I felt like everyone just hated me. I take my lunch seriously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're in the car, and then I think someone called my mom and was like, we're going to go to Arby's. And I was like, what? <laughs> Arby's? Really? We're in Florida. <laughs> we, I, the audacity. I think at the time we might have still had an Arby's in the Crystal Mall. Maybe. Did we have an Arby's in the Crystal Mall at that time? It used to be where Taco Bell is now. Potentially. There's confusion in the room. Uh, yeah, we might have had one. Point being that you could get it anywhere. Fact of the matter plenty. is, <laughs> I don't think I'd ever had it. I, if I did, all I knew was a curly fries. That was the only thing yeah, I knew about. They Arby's. do have great curly fries. They have curly <laughs> fries, and also they have the meats. Everybody knows they have the meats. They do have the meats, but I wasn't it's interested Arby's in the meats that day. The, meats. the only meats I was interested in were the the steaks made to order at Golden Corral, and that chocolate fountain. Really wanted to get to yeah, that chocolate, chocolate fountain when they had really that good. at the time. They don't have that anymore. Anyway, <laughs> so someone calls my mom and they say we're going to Arby's. I'm immediately just pissed. I just the whole trip is ruined. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> the whole free the one Disney thing I requested, <laughs> right? The whole free vacation in a private house. Yeah, we had a you house know. in a gated community with like five bedrooms, like, with our own pool. Like yeah. it was a gorgeous house. Like even just hanging amazing. out at the house was yeah. like. But I was too stupid and too stubborn and honestly too hungry to appreciate it. <laughs> uh, 
So I'm upset at this point on the verge of tears. Mind you, it again, I feel like it's important to mention it was really hot out. It was really hot. So you were like overworked. I was very tired. We'd been walking around all morning. It was just, it didn't seem fun in the moment. And to know that like the one thing that would have made my day better, <laughs> Golden Corral, was being taken from me. <laughs> I was devastated. It was so close. It was it was so close from that Star Wars movie of Ben Mendelsohn's character going, we were this close. Yes, that's <laughs> how I felt. I really thought because I was leaving there thinking I'm going to get Golden Corral. It's fine. Like my day is going to go so much better. I was so wrong. <laughs> we pull I almost Arby's. died. <laughs> we pull yeah. into Arby's and my dad is also super stubborn. So. Basically, I don't remember how we pulled up to Arby's and then he like turns the car off and he's like, let's go. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to go. And he was like, yes, you are. And as far as I'm concerned, that's challenge. <laughs> it's no. on now. No, I'm not. <laughs> it was You didn't say the words it's on, but you both communicated that it was in fact. Literally, on. because at that point he said, OK, I'm not leaving the keys in the car. I said, I don't care. <laughs> and he was like, OK. I'm not getting you anything. And I said, I'm not going to eat this. You're not going to feed <laughs> me this good. crap. I don't want it. <laughs> I was like, I don't want it. Arby's is taking a lot of shots right now. And it, I know. I'm so and, sorry. And but there's I, there's a positive end to the story. No, that's I like, know. <laughs> that's what I'm waiting for. So um, I'm like about to cry because the story is just like, I feel so <laughs> guilty. Like, I feel like such an asshole. So I tell, but basically what happened was it was the fight with my dad where my dad was like, you're going to go inside. Like, no, I'm right. not. It became, it became, not only was it the Arby's now, but it had been taken to another level by being challenged. Exactly. So you can't tell me what I'm going to do because I will make it a point to not do that thing. And I'm still like that, but not to this extreme because I learned my lesson. So my dad was like, I'm not taking, I'm not leaving the keys in the car. I'm not leaving the car running. And I was like, I don't care. He's like, you're going to sit out here in the sun. Yeah, whatever. Go eat your Arby's. That's what you wanted, right? Go. <laughs> and he's he's pissed. He's like, you might want to put the window down. I was like, no, I'm good. I cracked it. I cracked it. In, yeah, like, it was the, like we I looked at it afterwards. It was it was not you could barely call it cracked. Yeah, I literally I think I did it just because he was telling me to do it. And I was trying to, like, make even more of a point. I don't know what like the point was in the moment compliance. or what I thought, but I was just like, all right, I'll crack it, whatever. See if that saves me. Um, so you guys all go inside. And this wasn't like a to-go situation. This was a this was a sit down dine like, in with uh, we had there were 10 of us there. So nine of us were inside dining. And I'm pretty sure they make everything like fresh. Yeah, it's so. Arby's. It's not like it's fast food, but it's like not. Yeah, like it's, it's like high end fast food. Like, or. Yeah. High class, whatever you want to look at it. They make your food when you order it. It's not just sitting in right. a heater. Yeah, because like... it's mostly like roast beef and stuff. So it's like. And how many people were there? Nine of us. Were okay, going so nine the best part is, is I didn't orders. really want it either. I think I just got curly fries because I didn't actually want Arby's. You, yes, because you did it. <laughs> I just was like, me. I'm just whatever. This is what, what we're doing. And I wanted you to band with me right. so that we could get Golden Corral because I knew you wanted it. But you just, you sided with everybody else. And I think I was just, I felt betrayed. I was hungry. I was hot. I was tired. I was just angry. <laughs> I was so angry that day. So anyway, everyone goes inside. And 
everybody is eating their food. You guys sat by the freaking window. Yeah. And just watched. We're all, we're all inside talking about it. And you're outside getting a up-close lesson <laughs> in uh, science. <laughs> oh, my God. I was sitting there, and I saw that you guys were looking at me. And I was like, I can't back down now. There's nothing you can I do I have an point. audience. Like, <laughs> I need to fight this to the end, even if the end puts me in a casket. That's just, that's it. So I'm sitting there. And I remember just touching, like, the top of my thighs. And they were just sweating so hard. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know that happened. That's kind of cool yeah. to know that your I mean, thighs This is, like, middle sweat. of the day, too. So the sun is, like, at its highest point. Oh, like yeah. This is an assault <laughs> on your car with heat. The sun's it's... not going down for hours. The sun's no. been out for hours. Like, this it's is peak. hot. <laughs> Probably the hottest point in the day. Like, honestly, if it were... 2022 somebody would have broken that window and yeah. my parents would have been on the news like even though i was older it would have <laughs> yeah yeah we should freaked. preface this by saying it's not like you were a child at this point this was what 2014 so i was i was working i was you like were, 18 or no you were 19, i was 19 yeah Nineteen. You're not a child. Like it's not like you're like a child. Ten year old who was being left behind. You were nineteen. I have grown so much since then. Just for anybody who's wondering, I have grown. I swear. I feel like you're allowed to make mistakes eight years. But I think I needed to do this to like appreciate things a little more. We come back out and they open the door, and I mean, I swear to God, it looked like you had just gotten hit with a fire hose. (laughs) I was the color of Jesse's room, which is just bright ass red. Yeah. Yeah, I have the Halloween lights up right now, and it's it's very red in here, and that's the color you wear. It was so bad, and I remember, oh, no, wait, <laughs> my dad, I think it was my dad, felt guilty. No, it was my mom. It was my mom. My mom was worried, so she tried to bring me out a drink. Oh, so yeah, she I came out, too. and she opened the door, and I got, like, the first gush of air. And she's like, I brought you a drink. I was like, I don't want that because that's an Arby's <laughs> drink. It was just like freaking water or soda or something. I was like, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> I am in the middle of a protest. I am proving a point. I don't want it. <laughs> Nothing from this establishment will come anywhere near me. Please leave. So she left. And I remember at that point, because she let some air in, I felt like a little refreshed. I was like, okay. All right, time for round two. I can do it's this. Like you you guys are taking your sweet ass time. Probably. It's like you're a marathon runner that just got that ga- hit that Gatorade checkpoint. You're like, all right. Exactly. It <laughs> was a nice going. refresher. Like it definitely gave me the strength I needed to continue. Um, I just imagined in my head in that moment, like I was like, I feel like my dad's in there talking shit. So I'm gonna need to I'm gonna need to win this even if it lands me in the hospital. And, he and was. I don't even think I realized <laughs> the severity of the situation at the time because I was probably going through like heat stroke. I was oh, probably yeah, on my way sure. out. <laughs> so then you guys finally. Like if I had gotten more than just the curly fries and it had taken me a little longer to eat, you might be. I would pass out. This podcast might not be happening right now. Yeah, no. My family wouldn't be here. This, I would... Would be, this would not be a, a fond family memory. It'd be the, the vacation we all took where, where everything uh, changed. It would have traumatized Florida for yeah, all of you. I'm convinced of that. Trip. And Arby's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We'd never be going to Arby's again. I would have gotten my wish. You guys would have not gone to Arby's anymore. <laughs> but the best part about it is now you like Arby's. <laughs> okay, so okay, so basically what had happened was I survived. Obviously, um, I learned my lesson, and I honestly I didn't even feel bad in the moment. I felt guilty. Like the more I thought about it, as I like grew up, like what the fuck is wrong with me? I had a whole free Disney vacation. 
Like all expenses paid. Like the thing that kids like and, dream of. And Arby's for lunch on one of like the six or seven days we were there. You're like, Mm-mm. nope, this right. is unacceptable. One day of Arby's and I was a wreck. The best part is, is you ordered like Domino's one of the days. I did. I stayed yeah. home from something and you were there was, too. Yeah, it was the water park and I didn't really want to go to the water park because I didn't think that I would really like the rides there and I had some fantasy football stuff I wanted to work on. So I was like, I can do that while you guys go to the water park. I was really excited for that pizza. I remember that. Yeah. I specifically remember that day. Yeah. I think I was also excited for delivery. Oh, yeah. I was like, wait, they bring the food to you? That's amazing. Like... <laughs> This was I didn't think they would like, deliver this was before like DoorDash and Uber Eats. Right. I never thought they would like deliver to like those gated communities. Yeah, because he needed the password too, or they had some. Yeah, uh, they must something. have some kind of like we had to thing. give them information. Yeah, I don't. I don't even remember all that. But anyway, fast forward. It's been nine. Did we say nine eight years? years? It's been eight, eight years. years. It's been eight years. I can't do math. And we moved to Florida. In November of 2021, and my first night here, the first thing I did when we got to the house was I logged into DoorDash, and I ordered myself some Arby's. I did not realize that your first time trying it was after you moved to Florida. That makes it, that's like poetic. (laughs) Okay, so actually, I'm not going to be a liar, because Aunt Crystal will call me out. The next time I had Arby's was when she went with me to get my first tattoo. Oh, okay. She knew there was an Arby's nearby, and she wanted a roast beef sandwich more than anything. Right. So she offered me one, and I fell in love. I think they're so good. And now I have an Arby's seven minutes from my house. And I How know, often do you get it? Not all the time, all the time. But, like, if I'm driving down the road trying to pick something to eat, there's a good chance that I'll, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to land at Arby's. Yeah. There, I mean, wasn't their, their slogan used to be, I'm thinking Arby's? And now it's we have I think it did. And why so, is it now we have the meats? That's just so weird to me. I don't, I don't know. And the guy who says it, it's like, you know, we have the meats. Like, <laughs> and then it's like that weird he's like got a breakdown. Great voice for it. Yeah. It's it's so weird. But um <laughs> so yeah, I, I get Arby's a lot now. Um, which is cool. I like it. Um and yeah, I mean, lesson of this whole story, like the moral of the story is teach not even teach because I needed to teach myself, but just learn how to appreciate things. You know, <laughs> yeah. if your grandparents want to spring and buy you and your entire family a trip to Disney World, go to fucking Arby's. Like if they want Arby's, <laughs> get fucking Arby's. <laughs> and to this day, Grandpa Patty, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't I, I don't think it's uh it's that big of a deal. <laughs> no, but I need to apologize because like I didn't I don't think I ever did. I'm sure. You, well, maybe not. I, I know, no, but. dude. I threw my bitch fit, and I don't think I talked to anyone. And, we, and then after after that, we just pretended it didn't happen. Did we go to Golden Corral? Because I think we did, and I was pissed about it. Oh, you know what? I think we did. And I wasn't even into it. Yeah. Like I, I went outside before everybody was done. Right. I was not I'm into it. I'm trying to remember if that was that trip, but that of the at least the memory I'm thinking of. But I think it yeah. was. Yeah. I I think so. Either way, I've learned to appreciate. We definitely. It might have been the Sizzler because we went to Sizzler too, and that's oh, the, I don't it's even got remember. like it's got like Sizzler has like buffet appetizers and then you get an entree. Oh, then maybe I was pissed. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> what it was. I think I think we went to Golden Corral on some other trip. Yeah, because I, I don't know. remember if we went or we didn't, but I remember 
I got either Golden Corral or something similar, and I was just in such a sour mood because of it, because right. I just, I took it so seriously. And, you know, I a lot of it had to do with the heat. Like, when you're not used to heat like that, like, and the heat down here yeah. is, like, different. Just like the cold down here is different. We were here last winter, and as crazy as it sounds, it gets freezing up yeah, here. Well, you get down used here. to, even just being there for the short amount of time you were before it started getting really cold, like, you get used to the like extreme heat and then anything below a certain temperature is going to feel like really yeah cold. it's That's just like if, it's you know different. Like, if, like if me from connecticut came down there and it was like 55 degrees you're going to be cold but i'm gonna you're going to be hopping in the pool right yeah no i would never 55 hell no <laughs> but i've adjusted to the heat since then and um i go to disney all the time in the hot weather and yeah, I'm very grateful for whatever I eat for lunch that day. So you know yeah, that trip I've that grown. we took in 2014 was also I had one of the most traumatic nights of my life. Oh yeah. Of you. What did I do? So it was the day uh, before we left. It was our last day there, and we were just kind of doing like shopping. Like we went to some stores. Yeah. Um, and we went to go just like kind of drive around check out some places i don't think we i think we actually had one unused day on our park hopper passes um oh. but but instead of going to parks that day everybody just kind of wanted to like relax um and so a group of oh, us you're went right. out to I some stores that. and stuff and um on the way back you were scrolling on twitter and you saw some tweet and you retweeted it and then it popped up in my twitter feed and the tweet was, if you're having a hard time sleeping tonight, just think of the demon from Paranormal Activity dragging you out of your bed at 3 a.m. I remember that. And I remember and that, your reaction. You were so pissed. That movie ruined my fucking life. It, I, saw it in two, I saw it October 24th, 2009. Now, I know I have a crazy memory, but the fact that I remember the date that I saw this movie 13 years ago should tell you something about what it did to me. <laughs> movie scared the fuck out of me. I went to go see it with um, my high school girlfriend and my my parents because uh, it was rated R and we couldn't get in without them. So we asked them, do you want to go see this? And they were like, sure. And a uh, big fucking mistake because that movie scared the ever-living fuck out of me. And then my ex, my high school girlfriend, she was coming back to – we went back to the house um, and she was staying the night. And that was when my room was in the basement down there. <clears throat> And uh, I couldn't sleep. I, like mm -hmm. it, that movie scared the fuck out of me. It was terrifying, and uh, I couldn't sleep. So I put the Nightmare Before Christmas on a loop, on a DVD for the entire night. And I had those dimmer lights, and I put them to like half dim because I was afraid she was gonna wake up in the or get possessed in the middle of the night and kill me in my sleep. <laughs> and I didn't sleep oh in the God. dark for three years after that. No, dude, I remember I when I retweeted I was, that you were pissed. Yeah, so. Movie ruined my life. Absolutely terrifying. Wait, then, so have you seen any other ones besides the first one? I saw the third one a couple of years later, actually. So I didn't. I just said I didn't sleep in the dark for three years. Mm -hmm. About a week or so after I started sleeping in the dark again, I was I was, I was. I had a cr uh, a crush on this girl that I worked with, and she kind of liked me, but we weren't dating yet, and I, so I'm working towards that. And um, oh, the talking phase. Yeah. Well, like. We had been hanging out a lot, and okay. I was I was like crazy about her. And then, um, eventually, she ended up confessing she had feelings for me too, but she wasn't sure if she wanted to like be an official relationship and stuff. So, um, 
we were kind of just like in like this hiatus phase where I was waiting for her to make a decision. So I'm, you know, I'm really, I'm really working hard at it. And, um, one night she texted, I was supposed to be going over her house after I got out of work and she texted me. She's like, Hey, are you still coming over after you get out? And I was like, yeah, I'll be there at like quarter after nine. And she's like, okay. Um, my family and this family friend of theirs are going to watch the new paranormal activity movie. So we'll probably be watching that when you get here. And I'm like, um, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Cause I, I can't be like, you know what, pressure. actually, you know what? I'm getting kind of tired. I don't think I'm going to be over. Like I have to. I'm trying to date this girl. I can't bitch out because it's paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, cool. Sounds good. And I get over there and I watch it. And um, spoiler alert, it's also fucking terrifying. Um, so you skip- skipped from one to three. Yeah. I didn't see the second one. And I never will. Um, mm. And then, um, yeah. So that movie ruined my life again. And I didn't sleep in the dark again for another few weeks after that. But so you tweeted that thing, retweeted that. And I saw it. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Because <laughs> now <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about this tonight. So later that night, sure enough, I'm laying in bed and I'm, I'm watching TV and I'm about to go to sleep. And I'm like, fuck, I don't, I'm like freaking out about turning the TV off. I'm so scared. So I'm like, fuck, I don't want to, I'm afraid to go to bed. I'm afraid to turn the lights off. Um, And finally, I'm like, just fuck it. Just stop being ridiculous. I turn the TV off. I try to go to sleep. And like, a couple of minutes after I turned off the TV, there was this insanely loud crash, like, right outside my window. And it literally, like, I have never, like, I couldn't breathe. I was, like, trying to find <laughs> the remote. And I tur- so I turned the TV back on. And then I slept with it on for the rest of the night. And in the morning, I kind of completely forgot about it because that's the day we left. And so we got up at, like, 4.30 in the morning. Like, my dad went around, started waking everybody up, and we were going to load the truck. And uh, the van up with all of our luggage and stuff. And on the first day we were there, when we went to Epcot, it rained while we were in Spaceship Earth. And um, classic. when we came outside, my socks started getting wet. It turned out my shoes had a hole in the bottom of them. So I bought, <laughs> a new, I bought a new pair of shoes while we were down there. And I had the old ones still in the box. So I was like, I don't need these. So I go to throw them in the garbage can before I start packing up my stuff into the, the van. And I open the lid of the garbage and I drop my shoes in and I hear like a, <laughs> but loud. And I look inside, there's a raccoon in there, <gasps> but this happened really fast. And I literally like, I jumped at like, like my heart stopped. I'm pretty sure I was legally dead for like four seconds. <laughs> and I just slammed the lid closed and, uh, and I like start freaking out. My, my dad's like, what? I'm like, there's a raccoon in there. <laughs> and what it, what had happened um, my dad was like, oh, that makes sense, because when he came out in the morning to, to start, like, open up the car and bring out some bags, the garbage can was on its side, and it was right outside my window. <laughs> so the raccoon had knocked over the garbage in the morning. Or at, and your dad just trapped night, it. Scared the shit out of me, thinking about demons, you know, mm-hmm. coming into my room in the dark. And then my dad came out, didn't look inside, just picked it back up, and then I got scared twice by the same raccoon. It was a planned attack. That's so funny. I now that you say it, I do remember. Um, I just remember you giving me a hard time about retweeting it, and I was like, "Hey, man, that unfollow <laughs> button is right next to my my name." You know, I retweeted at that time. I was really proud of my retweets, and I followed a lot of like pages that had a lot of memes. Right. So I was. I think I was like offended. I was like, "How dare you? Like, if you don't like it, don't follow me." But. <laughs> Don't unfollow me. You knew what this was when you signed up to follow my page. Exactly. <laughs> and now my Facebook does that for me. Do you know that when I was on Twitter, like I'm on Twitter 
Um, but when I was on Twitter, like actively, I used, I'm such a dumbass. I used to take screenshots of my tweets and post them on my Instagram. I used to do something like that. If you scroll down on my Instagram, right, there is like a whole block of time where all I did was post photos of my tweets. I used to, I think mine might be slightly more embarrassing, especially because what did Instagram start? Like late 2012, it started getting really popular to 2012, 2013. So at that time, I'm 19, 20 years old. And um, I'd be really sad about like my ex or something. Um, this is a couple of years after high school, but I'd still be bummed out about it because I was like, can't let go. Um, and I would, I would make like, um a sad status on facebook with like some sad song lyrics and i would screenshot my post of the song lyrics and post that on instagram no yeah i don't feel bad because i definitely did the lyric thing too i think that is totally normal but yeah same idea why are we normal but why are we posting them on our instagram and then posting that the screenshot of the text of me not even like with the post button still on the top left it's just weird because Instagram's oh, so, I know what you're so talking angsty. about. Yeah, I'm so I angsty. get it. Instagram's whole thing is just like pictures. So yeah. like if you go through a normal person's Instagram who had like, you know, just a normal life, you would just find pictures of like, you know, them with their old childhood friends or like, you know, throwback photos that they found or, you know, vacations, activities, like whatever. And then you go through like our Instagrams and you're just gonna find Facebook or Twitter. Right. Or like notes. It's like, why? Do you remember back when it first started and, like, I don't know, nobody knew how to use Instagram yet, I guess, and everybody used the same, like, three filters on all their pictures? They'd have, like, that, Mm -hmm. like, the, like, kind of blurry outer. Oh, yeah. Those. Like, frame, and it would have, like, that sepia tone or whatever. Everyone thought they were a photographer. In fact, I bet I could look at my Instagram. Borders. Yep. I bet I could look at my Instagram and I'll see a caption at some point. That says, I'm a photographer. Oh, I'm sure. Because that's when we discovered filters. And that's when all of this chaos started. Where you can't even... I can't even look at myself without a filter. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes I see, like, um, the filters on, like, Snapchat and stuff. And I'm playing with those to see if there's any funny ones or whatever. But, like, some of them come up. And then I, like, I'm looking at myself. And I'm like, this doesn't even look like me. That's not even what I look like. (laughs) It's weird, like it's terrifying. And then, do you ever accidentally turn the filter off and then your face just blows up? Yeah, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm the ugliest person who's ever lived. I should be allowed to walk the earth. So damaging. I should be living under a under a bridge, coming out to ask travelers to answer three questions before they cross. So toxic, and like you hear people talk about it, but then like it's so true. Like if if you're hearing people like bitch about filters and saying how toxic they are and you're rolling your eyes, you're lying to yourself. Like it is such a problem. The people who develop these filters must be in on something with like the makeup industry, Mm -hmm. the plastic surgery industry where they're like, we're going to make these filters, make you look so incredibly awesome. You're going to be so hot. And then when you switch back to see what you actually look like, it's going to be so disappointing from reality that you're going to do something about it and you're going to spend money. No, bro. It makes me want to go and get like, um, new makeup. Yep. Makes me want to get foundation. Like I see my skin and I'm like, Oh my God, I need to like start doing my makeup. Like conspiracy theory, put on your tinfoil hat. It's crazy. I'm looking for, there's this one. I'm on my Instagram right now. 
Um, the, my pictures consist of my old dog, Remy. You remember her? She was yeah. such a gem. I took a picture of that frog on the frog bridge. Um, oh, in Willimantic? Yep. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> high school English. So this is October 23rd, 2012. Um, I Don't ask me why. I felt the need to take a picture of the assignment I was working on. And for those of you that didn't know me in school, I never really tried. Landed myself in, like, I think it was remedial English. So 2012 was my... That's how unqualified we really are. Yeah, this was my senior year. (laughs) And this is my assignment. Parts of a sentence. The sentence. A sentence is a word... (laughs) A definition of a sentence, I cut it off with the pen because I, I placed the pen ever so um, artistically. Oh, like all artsy? Yeah. Yeah. And then the subject, the predicate, um, I took some decent-ass notes. And I was basically trying to highlight my handwriting, but all I did was highlight my lack of trying in school because, I'm sorry, what senior is learning about <laughs> sentence? <laughs> I mean, if you are, don't feel bad. That's like introductory to English, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. I was not deserving of anything. Um, I just you got me I... here, yeah. You know what I thought of the other day? Do you remember last week we were talking, um, we talked on here about not deleting, like, Facebook friends? Yes. Did you lose I... a Facebook friend? No, I remembered um, a story from a few years back, like, I think it was, like, 2015, where I did delete somebody and it backfired. How? Time. Like in my, it blew up in my face. So there was this girl that I worked with uh, at the time who um, was, I found really annoying. Um, she was like one of those kind of people, like you ever meet somebody who always has to like one up whatever somebody's doing? Like they always have to be like the, like what, it, nothing good can happen for anybody else and they have to top it. Um, or nobody else can say like, oh, like this is really hard. Uh you know, like whatever they're going through and they have to be like, well, what I'm going through is even worse. Like they always just have to be like the big dog. So this person was like that. Um, and just, and always really braggy too. Like it, just an annoying person. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, but we worked together and we had a mutual kind of friend group. So I was friends with them. Um, even though I found them kind of annoying. I mean, they were still, they had cool elements about them too, but y- you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, um eventually like she moved on to a different job and i was like you know what i never have to see this person again Uh, like we were friends on facebook and also like she was kind of like uh gave me the creeps a few times because i think she was like into me um Um. because based on how i dressed back then and i don't know my face was a little thinner i don't know she she told me one time that I reminded her of Corey Taylor, the singer of Slipknot and Stone Sour. <laughs> she just, I used to wear those flat caps, like those Irish flat caps. And I've seen Corey Taylor do like photo shoots in those too. So mm-hmm. I don't know. She was like, yeah, you look a lot like Corey Taylor. You kind of remind me of him. And then about a week later, we were just talking about something else. And she was like, yeah, if like, um, she's like, if I could have sex with any celebrity, it'd be Corey Taylor. Oh my like, god! Like I want to fuck Corey Taylor so bad, and I was like, and then this is like a week after she's like, "You look like Corey Taylor," and I'm like, "Um, no, thank you." Oh my <laughs> god, I that's was really so not awkward. <laughs> um, but wait, like, it I just have a question. Felt like a not so subtle, like, did you ask her 
about that? Like, did you ask her the question or did you say like, if I could have sex with a celebrity or did you say, if you could have sex with a celebrity, who would it be? No, I'm actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't, I don't think it was even a conversation about that. I think she just out of nowhere told me she wants to fuck Corey Taylor so bad. So that's weird I because we if you had asked was, her. Yeah, we were talking about Stone Sour and Slipknot and she said unprovoked that she wants to fuck Corey Taylor. No, still weird. I'm sorry. Yeah, just because you weird. talk about a band doesn't mean that you're indirectly being asked right. if you could if you could have sex yeah. with a celebrity. Well, it'd be it one be? thing to do it's that, weird. but it's another thing when you just told me a week before that I look like Corey Taylor. Like, yeah, she could have I mean, she could have found That's like so many other opportunities. Like Corey Taylor either. So I don't know. It had to be just in the way I dressed and similar music. Um, yeah, no, she but, probably was picking a band that she knew that you knew or thought that you knew right no she was like a super fan she was super into slipknot and stone okay um but anyway so so after she moved on to the um whatever her new job was and we no longer really had a mutual friend group i was like i used to see her like on facebook posting all the time she used to annoy the crap out of me so i was like i'm just gonna delete her so i delete her and then like a few months later like a long time later um i was at my friend alan's house and he was like, he was having some people over. Um, and it was like a couple of people that I worked with. Um, I think I actually ended up just being one person I worked with. Um, this kid, Tim, that I used to work with. And then he was like, I was like, yeah, so who else coming? He's like, oh, yeah, Tim's coming. And this girl. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I just deleted her on Facebook like three months ago. I'm like, I just deleted her. It's not like we interacted much on Facebook. Like, I was like, she probably didn't even notice. She gets to the, I, the gathering and walks in and she's talking to Alan and like I come into the room and she looks right at me dead in my face and goes, Hey asshole, why'd you delete me on Facebook? And I just like paralysis. <laughs> it was like worst fucking case scenario. I like I, I feel like I was it? sweating. I did, but I didn't. I was like I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, You deleted me on Facebook. She's like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> she was like it was like kind of that like way people will be like making it sound playful, but they're actually like, hey, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like her tone. Yeah. Um, like, I'm like, this is a joke, but it's not a joke. <laughs> like, yeah. Like if you're bringing it up like this, like it's the first thing you yeah. say to someone you care if you guys yeah. were like catching up and then you were saying you brought something up that she was like, Oh, by the way, you deleted me on Facebook. What's up? Right. Right. Like, yeah, that would no, be was, different. Hey, asshole. Why'd you delete me on Facebook? It's like, uh, Hey, so how's like, it? Hey, asshole. About? She's like, yeah, you deleted me as friends. I'm like, are you sure? I'm like, I asked her, I'm like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I did a friend purge. And I was just kind of deleting people, like, rapid fire. I was like, I must have done it accidentally. I'll re-add you right now. No big deal. And then I had to re-add her. And then and I had then to start you seeing her obnoxious posts again. And I unfollowed her. Oh, I love and when I Facebook came out, out with that. Yeah. Because some people, you just don't really care what they have to say. Like, right. I'm sure half my Facebook friends don't follow my dumbass memes that I post. But, right. no, she, um, <laughs> that's crazy. She was definitely oh, stalking so your page. And saw that little add friend button and was probably heartbroken because Facebook stalking can lead to just straight up pain. Oh, yeah. But sometimes it can lead to like some seriously interesting stuff. Like the amount of like Facebook drama posts that I've stumbled upon by accident that are involving people that I don't even know. But it's oh, still yeah. so entertaining. Well, especially now, like if like one of your friends comments on something that you're someone you're not friends with. Or is tagged or something like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll go, screen. like, deep into it. Like, you look you look at the per- first person's page. And then 
you follow that and then you see them tag somebody in something and then you follow that and then you just keep going and like you could end up in places like you've never thought you'd ever end up before right but she was definitely stalking you is my point oh yeah so (laughs) like she probably checked your profile every day I don't like that. <laughs> the day that Facebook comes out with the feature where it tells you who viewed your profile, like we're all screwed. Oh yeah, like t- the one the TikTok has that now. Yeah, I have that shit turned off. Yeah, I t- I had it on. Be- I think it's still on because I would get like, it, t- it. Even if you have it off, it still tells you someone viewed your profile. Yeah. So if they have it who. on, right? If they have it on, yeah. Both parties have to, or they have. If you have it on, then it will notify other people. So I have it off. Right. So if you and view someone's profile, it's not going to tell anyone. Exactly. But it'll tell me if someone views mine. So right. I just have to turn have to... my view on yep, and I can see I who it was. That's what I would it's do. It's such a loophole. Like, and why then, would anybody have it on? Yeah, I don't know. But it eventually got to a point where I was doing that so much that I was like, what do I care? I was like, I don't go to anybody's pages anyway. So mm, I do. But half the people I don't know. Well, I don't think I've ever really stumbled upon people. I was people so I know. adamant about it. It was because one of my my ex fiance was viewing my TikTok page, and Ooh. I was like, "Why are you viewing my TikTok page?" <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, um, I get that. I feel but, like I would like I'd, it'd say someone natural. viewed your profile. I was like, "Is she back? Does she view my profile again?" Mhm. Yeah. So you got to keep checking. I get right. it. Makes it um, easier. So eventually, I just turned it back on, um, because I was like, "What do I care?" Like. Yeah. Like, what's the worst that can happen? I was like, got to get over some some kind of anxiety. And I called that a win instead of getting over any of the big <laughs> stuff. It's like, we did something. I made progress. I stopped trying. There you go. This was very productive. Thank you, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so I am just very excited to talk about this. So I'm going to do, like, a shift. So you saw, we both saw this past week separately obviously because i'm a thousand miles south of where you are don't worry darling yeah and okay i have been dying to talk about it yeah um okay Okay. so yeah don't worry darling i think we talked about it at the top of the podcast but it's the we had to uh, put it at the end so that if you were interested in hearing this review um it was gonna put you all the way back here yeah you'd listen to us tell stories for an hour and then get into the movie yeah but i mean that arby story is worth iconic the trip. Yeah, yeah absolutely so you're welcome but anyway <laughs> um yeah so uh it stars uh florence P- florence Pugh plays alice mm. um harry styles plays jack chris pine plays frank uh nick kroll played um dean yep and then uh olivia wilde played dean's wife bunny um this isn't it that i know these are obviously this isn't everybody that's in the movie, but there was some, those are like the was, main people. Yeah, I thought there was somebody else that I knew from something else, but maybe not. Um, was it the therapist guy? No. Okay. I don't know who I'm thinking of, but but yeah. Um, you want to try to kind of break down this plot and tell people what it's about? So we'll say spoiler warning because we are going to talk about details of the entire movie from start to finish. So and it it's got a crazy ending. So if you haven't seen it, it is. If you haven't seen it and you are actually listening to this podcast, uh, you should pause it and come back to it after you see it. Or if because you're gonna, honestly, if you're not going to see it, I guess. You, or you there's only so spoilers, much I could say about it yeah, without completely ruining things. it 
if you're is, trying to see it. Right. At its core, the second half of our podcast is always going to be talking about a movie. So we're going to be talking about the details of movies. So this is an official spoiler warning. Yes. Um, so so yeah, we'll try to we're turn we'll back now. Best. Um, <laughs> this is actually a big part of where the name for our podcast came from because we are not film critics. I've never taken a film mm-hmm. class in my life. I just like watching movies. We're just regular people. Same is pretty much true for you. So yeah, we're unqualified to review movies, but we're going to do it anyways. Because um, why not? Because, well, I feel like I listen to a lot of um, podcasts where they talk about movies and I read a lot of, you know, like uh, articles and stuff like that. And but all these people are like they're like pretty well trained. And I'm like, I'm I'm not I don't I didn't go to school for, you know, film studies or anything like that. Like, I just like watching these movies. And I feel like it could be interesting to hear what like an un- a non film educated pair of people thought about a movie. Yeah. <laughs> not qualified. But yeah, yeah, it's so like we we'll don't try. nobody's paying us off. This is right. 100% just our opinion. Right. And I don't know his opinion. He doesn't know my full yeah, opinion. Yeah, we didn't talk about it really at all because we yeah, save We basically picked a movie. So this is basically like an instant reactions type thing. Literally, yeah, it just delayed um, by like a few days. Anyway, so, so you have how questions. Do we explain this plot. Yeah, how do we want to explain right. this plot? Okay. So it's it's just like I don't basically you watch the movie and you watch the trailer and you get this vibe too, and you're thinking this movie takes place in like what is the it the fifties the nineteen fifties yeah. it's very very big time nineteen old fashioned like the guys are dressed in dapper suits the wives are wearing like you know like dresses and heels and they're staying home they don't have right. jobs they don't, yeah they don't leave the house they they while their husbands go to work they stay home they clean they vacuum they scrub the bathtub uh they, did you ever they, see yeah. that episode of spongebob this is related where squidward moves to that community and it's like a repeat he does the same thing every day probably i'm sure i have but may- it just shows his years. face like he's very happy at first and he's like he goes oh, yeah, to yeah, dance yeah, class. Yeah. and then he starts getting more and more miserable right it just it, it reminded me of that because it shows across a few days of her doing like the same routine Right, right. Florence Pugh's character, Alice. Yes. And her and she's her she's married to Jack, Harry Styles' character, and they're like very in love. Like they cannot keep their hands. So off into each other. each other. Um, like can't get through one event without pulling away to you know. To, so they're to just do the nasty. Yeah, literally, like at their boss, his boss's house. Like, but there's a, that first sex scene, um, when he's going down on her. Oh my they god! They just destroy the table. There was a roast on that table. They just fucking knocked everything yeah, all over. The- I will now your say, carpet's a mess. I will say. And the food's ruined. I'd I wasn't pissed. gonna highlight like, hey. any of these points because I was gonna have my parents listen to this podcast. But I will say, watching that scene, I was like, "What the hell are you? Why set the table? Right? Like yeah. just put it on the counter? Or tell him like, hey, maybe we don't do this on the kitchen table." Like, yeah, like, let's have dinner. There's food here. For you know, after, if, whatever. Even if you really can't wait. Like, maybe, like, there's an island. There's a couch. The couch is better for everybody. That's true. They were, like, two feet away from the couch. Yeah. Like, if you, you choose really, the table. like, we can't even go to the bedroom. This has to happen right now. It, 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 It's, like, one of those things. I know it's for the movie, and I know it's, like, just for, like, entertainment purposes, whatever. But when I was watching it, I literally was, like, why are they just wasting all That's going to be such a huge mess to clean up. Yeah. They're wasting yep. all of she that food that she just worked her ass off to prepare. Yeah, plate's broken. 
Congratulations. Nice job. Yep. And then she just sort of like kind of like they zoomed in on her hands and she's just like throwing things. Like yeah. she's looking she, for the she's plate. She's going to push. out of her way. She's yes. Like, uh, she's got her hands up there and they're just reaching around for something to <laughs> smash. It was weird. It was it was a little weird. Okay, so that that would be my first like critique. Like maybe yeah. just lighten up, like just one quick swift, you know, knock things right. on the ground and then don't like highlight it anymore. Like they've already <laughs> shown that they can't keep their hands off each other. You don't need to zoom in on her hand and have her right searching for things to push. It was weird. But so <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so yeah, they're very in love. And uh and yes. then shit starts getting weird. Like she starts thinking things are off and her because her friend margaret yes uh has had some kind of breakdown whether or not she knows something she's talking about how like they're lying to us they're lying it was very public we're not supposed to be here Mm -hmm. and uh yeah in a very public setting at a a a, the chris pines character all the men work for him yes he's like the the big boss victory project oh and it's also important to note that the wives are not allowed, like where the men were supposed to leave. Yeah. They're not yeah. To it literally there. says employees only beyond this point. Right. Um, they are not allowed over there. And it's not safe. They're not supposed to leave their neighborhood. And this is a neighborhood built in the desert. So like, there's nothing around and they're yeah. not supposed to leave. They're not supposed to, they're supposed to stay in the town where it's safe. Exactly. So that's like the one rule other than that, like they're just living their lives. So, like right. they're just, they're happy. It's a very small community of people too. Yeah, it's like, almost not like a lot at all. It was like a cult, you know, like like it's got this leader and then the followers, and they have no contact with the outside world. And it's yeah, very I weird. thought it like, was you weird. You get the sense right off the bat that it's weird. Mm-hmm. I thought it was weird because I was wondering if it took place in modern day. Right. And they were just like wanting to live life like like Amish. Right, right. Kind of, you know, like how they yeah. just kind of live the way they want to live. Right. But then like, I was curious. No yeah. Why they didn't start off with how they got there. Lifestyle. Right. Yeah, I was like confused, but again. So stuff starts getting really weird after after she has the incident with her her friend saying that you know everything's a lie and et cetera. And then she like she starts having I start I think she starts having the mental breaks then and then she sees Margaret kill herself. Yeah, like she watched it. Like the woman's yeah. standing on the back deck and she yells to no, her. She, yeah, she's standing on on her roof. The roof, I'm Margaret's sorry. Standing on the roof. The roof. Which was weird enough when she came out. Like this movie plays very yeah. like horror. It's not I don't think it it would it's they did give it a horror like subgenre. Like it it's more of a psychological thriller. Yeah. Um but it's it's so you come out and she's just standing like perfectly still on the roof. And then she looks back at uh Florence Pugh's character Alice and slits, slits her own throat and falls off the the roof but then these guys in red jumpsuits come and grab alice and get her out of there and they collect uh margaret's body and then the next thing she hears is pretty much that margaret was fine yeah that, so that she was arguing like with her hospital, husband about it fine yeah and uh without getting like too detailed basically alice starts like realizing things and she ends up one day she's out on a trolley uh, going oh, because like, she was shops. she was feeling like stressed out because yeah yeah so she everybody was house. telling her she was crazy pretty right. much and uh, which is exactly what people were doing to Margaret like oh Margaret's crazy and now it's happening to her too yeah they were talking and, mad shit on yeah. Margaret and she's on a trolley and she sees a, a a plane go flying overhead like smoking and did you notice the like blur on the plane when she looked yes. up at it it was like it went it was like it was through water you were looking at it yeah I thought it was gonna I be like that a was dome weird. situation it was like it, exactly that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Um, and then she watches the plane crash. So she tells the bus driver, like, we got to go out there and he won't take her. So she gets off the bus and walks through the desert 
out to the, yeah, like, which, this, this hill. Which realistically, is, it turns out to be I would the area where never. the men go to work. And she kept going. She didn't really even think twice. Like she was like a plane crashed. They need help. Yeah. It was very like she was in like a trance almost like she couldn't stop herself from going to do this. Yeah. And it was just like she saw the plane and she was so confused by it. She was exhausted. Like she couldn't breathe. She's covered in sweat. Her breathing is really like shallow and she Mm -hmm. seems like she's barely conscious. Yeah. She was way out of it. It's almost as if she was in a trance and she goes up this winding path up a road to the top of this hill where there's this UFO shaped pavilion. Yep. And when as soon as she, she got close to it, it, she touched and she puts her hands on it and like everything goes white and she starts seeing these weird visions um, and hearing a man's voice giving some kind of like like almost like orientation like speech. Yep. And then the next thing she knows, she's home. She wakes up back at home and uh, Jack, her husband, is making dinner. Yep. And she's and just like, like in her dress. It. He's not doing it so well. And uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And then and then after that, that's when they have the party. Right. No. Isn't that um, the when Jack gets the promotion, the big party? Yeah, so I mean and that came starts, a little bit after. Right, she she was trying to figure to her out friend while while Jack is being given this big promotion and Chris Pine is given this big speech. Um, his character name is Frank. Oh wait, Frank's no, 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 no. Speech, right? It was before that because she was talking to Jack and she was like. She was kind of like feeling him out, like you know, was I here when you got home? Yeah, and he's no, like, I, yeah. no, I know that. I was just jumping ahead, like plot wise. Right, but then don't forget about the thing with the psychologist. Oh, where she got his, his um, Margaret the file, and it was because, all redacted, like all yeah. Blacked out. He was talking about Margaret, and he was saying right. how she was like embarrassed because she fell, and she's like, no, I saw it, like she slit her yeah. throat. She wasn't even right. trying to hide it. Right, and every everyone's face every time she's talking about this, everyone's like, no, she's fine. So she knows something's up. And right. her husband is like, come on, like, relax. It's fine. Like, you're crazy, basically. But, like, in a nice way, for the most part. Right. He's basically just telling her to stop. Like, just yeah, stop questioning talks it. Him, talks the doctor out of giving her uh, medication. Yeah, because he feels bad. Like, he loves her. Right. Yeah. That's very clear. Um, And then pretty shortly after that is when they have the, the party. big company dinner. And Jack gets a promotion. And while that's she happening. freaks out. Yeah, she's been freaking out. She's like, "We, I want to leave. I want to go home. And she's in the bathroom crying. And Bunny... Comes in to talk, uh, her, like, see what's That's wrong. That's a wild character. And I thought the parallels in that scene of, like, the, the two scenes playing out at the same time where she's having this breakdown talking about her friend's suicide. Mm-hmm. And then Chris uh, Chris Pine is out there. Frank is promoting Jack, and Jack's dancing on the stage for everybody, and he's doing all these crazy, like, marionette. Yeah, it was da- weird. He put on, like, a whole show following, yeah. like, a whole stripper. It was you know really how many, weird. how fucking, t- like, dizzy and tired Harry Styles must have been? You know how many takes that probably took? That's what I was going to say. Like, I wonder how many times it took him to do this. But then again, yeah. the dance moves were kind of, like, all over the place. So I'm sure they yeah. were able to kind of, like, piece it together. Yeah. Um. And then, basically, they have, uh, like, a she- whole blowout over it, right? That's when they... um. They go home and she begs him to leave with her, right? Well, That's first, no. Yes, but oh, no. Oh, yeah. It's they have the, she the tells dinner Bunny. party. Right. Yeah. She told Bunny, like, I went out there. And then she was like, Oh my God, you sound like Margaret. Yeah. You had there was one rule and she flips. Right. So then I don't know, like I'm kind of confused how she went from like, you know, basically preaching that she wants to, you know, that something's wrong to inviting everyone over for a dinner party because that's what happened she invited the boss like like 
it was kind of like uh, Jack, I feel I feel like that was more for Jack than it was for um her. Yeah, like she was trying to be supportive. Yeah, like, and then she when she went to go, she was like in the kitchen preparing like bread or something like that. Frank comes in. Oh and, yeah. And he's like, uh, he basically reveals that he knows everything that she's been saying. Yeah, he was like, well, Bunny didn't believe you, so why would anyone else? Right, and he kind of admits that she's right, but he's like, try me, bitch. Um, Literally, he challenges. he says he's fascinated by her because she actually challenges him. And Mm -hmm. he's never been challenged before, and he's been waiting for somebody to come along who could challenge him to make him better. Because even though Margaret technically kind of challenged the situation she was very they like sh- shut her quiet up, basically yeah her husband she, was like no it pulled her and handle it yeah yeah um but this girl is something. like that's deter- the biggest Alice thing is determined. you know that margaret by now you've got a pretty good sense that margaret knows something and she mm-hmm. wasn't crazy and then uh lawrence Pugh. i should i keep referring to the alice by their names yeah i <laughs> should their character alice confronts uh frank like at dinner she starts picking apart all these different lies with like proof yeah but then he starts like like turning it all back around on her like he was ready for her right yeah he he's he basically is gaslighting the shit out of her he's like he's like yeah she's crazy like like does this make sense to any of you like and he's very well spoken and charismatic because he's fucking chris pine and uh after dinner, after everybody leaves, she and Jack have a fight, and then she basically begs him to leave with her. They can go anywhere, and he agrees, and when they're loading up the car, it was a double cross. He had her um, taken away by the guys in the red jumpsuits. They give her shock oh my therapy, God. I and then she to goes cry. back to her regular life. Again, she comes back, like, rehabilitated, and it was the song. In her mind. Yeah. Like she's All movies, she'd been humming this song. And Couldn't then, remember. And uh, um, when she comes back after the shock therapy and she's like back to her you know, dutiful wife self again or whatever, um, Chris Pine, uh, not Chris Pine, Harry Styles, Harry Styles. Uh, Jack, Jack is going to put on a record on the record player and he's singing that song that she was humming all movie, which was like the start of it. Like she didn't know where this song came from. And that like jogs her memory. And she's now she she remembers that everything's fucked again. Yeah, like she just, and, it literally all just came back to her. And, and she, she like, remembers oh what she saw. And uh, basically that's when you learn that this entire lifestyle, this is the big spoiler warning, this entire lifestyle, they're living in a simulation. Hey everybody, at this point while we were recording, Megan had some internet issues, so we had to pause and come back in. Okay, so we're back after a very unlikely technical difficulty. That was so dramatic was such a coincidence in a way i thought i th- honestly thought the power went out or something i was like damn hurricane couldn't wait early. until yeah it got here like a day and a half early because it wanted to fuck with our podcast oh my god that was bizarre yeah <laughs> this is um, why i'm not an electrician because i still cannot wrap my head around what just happened yeah so you said that what what exactly happened all right you, to, you have a Long chandelier story short we have a chandelier that it, it's like it kind of hangs low like it has like a chain and it was initially above our dining room table but we recently moved our dining room table into the other room because it just looked better and one of the main concerns that my dad had about this was that light but everybody in the house including my dad the only person that it affected um was christopher 
Um, Because he's the tallest, right? Because he's the tallest. And he bumps it all the time, but it's not a big deal. Well, today it got bumped. And the bulb sparked. And then knocked out all our lights in the kitchen and our internet. Oh, and the garage is completely out, too. Which our chest freezer is in there. Oh, that's great. So that's cool. There's no power in there whatsoever. And I just put towels in the washer, too. That's not ideal. That. So, yeah, anyway, um, super bizarre. Yeah. Um, kind of funny that we were literally about to, like, yeah, reveal what because, was happening. So while I was seeing this movie yesterday in theaters, right around the part that we were just describing where it's starting to reveal the, the whole big reveal in my theater, all of a sudden the power went out. The screen just went dark. The lights stayed off. And it turned out what was happening was they were having a power surge. And they were like, yeah, there, there's a power surge. They're working to fix it. And it was like, it was probably only like five minutes. But I was, it was literally like right as it's descri- explaining to you that Alice and Jack are in a simulation. Um, right where, pretty much right where we were just describing in the, yep. in the movie. So that scene cursed, clearly. Literally. Because, it was just not supposed to happen I mean, or something. Listen, I had no issues when I watched it the first time. But right. I, I don't know. You told me that story. And then when I ever saw that connection lost come up when we had just you had just said simulation. Right. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, we are living are in a simulation. Serious? What the fuck? Literally, literally must be like, I don't even know. So weird. Anyway. Yeah. They live in a simulation. Yeah, and the so way they... you find that out. go. You tell it. You tell this part. No, go ahead. Basically, when she's doing. When she, all her memories are coming back after he starts, like, singing the song. Yeah. Is it at that point that she remembers, like, her... Yeah, because then she's saying, she's like, you took my life from me. You don't have the right to do that. It turns out that this is, like, an incel, like, group for, I don't know, creepy men? <laughs> like Yeah, like, they were having problems. It shows them fighting because yeah, he lost his job. Yeah, she was a job. nurse, and she was working, like, 30-hour shifts in, like, the, this particular memory that it snaps back to is that she had come home from a 30-hour shift, and she didn't really want to even do anything with him because she was so tired. Um, mm-hmm. And he thought he was—I think he thought he was going to lose her. Like, he seemed right. very desperate. Oh, that's 100% why he did it. But yeah. it, it, he was getting into this guy, Frank, online, who was, like, this personality who has— It was like a podcast. Called the vi- yeah, kind of. It was a he had this thing called the Victory Project, which is this simulation that it puts him back into like the 1950s where women just stay home and and take care of their husbands when they're a simpler time, if you yeah. will. Yeah. Um, and then it, the, it, I don't know if you caught this. Um, not all of the women there necessarily know the guy that they're hitched with. What do you mean? So when it, there's a during the scene where it's showing him signing up for this victory project thing, you know how that computer or that computer. Oh, it voice, asked if they were like pre-existing yeah, relationship. Yeah, you have a yep. pre-exist the who's the wife you've chosen, Alice Chambers, pre-existing oh, relationship. Yes, that means that if there was a dude, just just them having that in the like the settings or whatever implies that a pre-existing relationship is not mandatory. Yeah. So I got the sense from that that a dude could be obsessed with a girl who has no idea who he is or isn't interested in him at all, and they will abduct this woman. And basically, what they do then is they they use intravenous drugs to like incapacitate the the woman, and then she's got these like VR glasses that keep her eyes open, looking at this projector. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they go into this simulation, and the man comes and goes. And when they go to work during the day, 
It's actually them going back into the real world to go make money to survive in to keep living in this simulation because they have to pay this company. And did you notice that he was also taking care of her? He was yeah. um like giving her water and stuff while she mm-hmm. was just like yeah, completely yeah. knocked she's out. She's a vegetable. Yeah, she stays in the simulation all the time. And she's oh. a there so some of these women are captives there. And they don't even know. They don't she even had know the man no they're there idea. with. Until they saw that plane. Right. And it was the same with Margaret. They saw the plane and they knew something was wrong. Well, Margaret didn't see a plane. She and her son just walked out there. No, did you notice her son was playing with... Yeah, he had a a toy plane. But she didn't see, like, the plane crash, I don't think. Oh, well, she said you saw it. Oh, was she just talking about about headquarters? Headquarters, Headquarters, yeah. Well, either way. Contact with headquarters is what snaps them back out of the... That's where they go to escape. So then I wonder what... I have to wonder, because if you're there and you're happy and you don't know uh, anything otherwise, like, was it just... Her son was... And it turns out they tell you that the kids aren't even real. Because she was freaked out about the kids when she realized what was happening. She started... And he's like, kids aren't real. Um, But it makes you wonder, like, what made her go out there then? Because the kid is built to the whatever program they're in as so they're far not as m- margaret i don't know why she went out there but for uh i just Alice, i assumed she, she saw i think plane. she saw the plane as i saw this uh somebody this was somebody else's idea that they put forward on like reddit or something um or maybe tiktok i don't know i saw it somewhere someone said that they think the plane was her brain just trying to send her alarms like something's wrong mm-hmm. like it was just giving her a reason to go out there it's possible right. i feel like you know i think it's kind of to imply that you're um your brain is like active right on its own like kind of yeah and when it, you're it in like conjured a state. that up to because it went right the plane crashed right where she needed to go to be able to get out of there it was I, th- I think it was like i agree with this person that it was like her brain sending her like danger that makes signals. sense yeah like it um, was like she was like um kind of trying to signal right. back to her because she's 100 percent captive um and oh, she ends so up weird. so she and jack fight she ends up killing him and if a man dies in the simulation, they die for real. So Jack's dead, and Bunny, it turns out, knows about this entire thing. She Olivia chose to enter she, that she knows situation. That it's a simulation. She said she chose it because this is her kids are here, and this way she doesn't she didn't lose them. So she must have lost her children in real life. And yeah, because she said the kids aren't there. real, and she said they're real to me. Right. And she um, was like, "You need to go. You need to go." And right. she's like, "They're gonna come kill you. They're gonna kill yeah, your body like, or something." Yeah, they're gonna come for your real body. And uh, the movie, there's a big chase scene, and she gets away by putting her hands on the uh, the headquarters. The same and way then, that she. And then this, but the, the the ending was very abrupt. Like she touches the headquarters, and then the it's screen over. goes dark, and it starts to say "Don't worry, darling" across thing, and you hear like a gasp of her waking up. So you Which, know she got out. I just wish that they had touched on that. Like yeah. show so her actually, like with the things on her eyes. Right. I have a we, we there's a spot in the like category questions we're gonna go through. We could talk about that. Okay. So let's um, go through the questions. Yeah. So because we went through the plot. Is we've come up with we'll talk about the plot. Probably a little more organized as we go. We'll get yeah, better at no describing movies. Electrical fiascos. But, yeah. Um. We're, we'll go through. I have nine questions that we'll go through and answer about each movie. Uh. And okay. if we get some listeners who think that there's better questions we could be asking. We can we can shift Facts. to that. But so yeah. So the first one that I that we have is a very basic. Like if you've got a gun to your head, you got to make a snap decision. Is this a good movie or a bad movie? Absolutely, great movie. Good movie. Yeah, I agree. I thought I I have some issues with it that we'll talk about later. 
Um, mm. And there were some things that I feel like could have been done better or that I didn't need in the movie. But overall, gun to the head, good movie. I um, want to go see it again. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, I would like to see it again so I could look for uh, like some foreshadowing. You know, earlier. Yeah, I mean, because now you don't realize to the very early. end what's going on. Yeah, you have no idea what's going on. So I'd like to see if there's any hints towards like the reveal. But the movie's pretty in your face from the get go. Like something's off here. Um, yeah, like you're just they, wondering. They jump like, into that pretty pretty early. Yeah, you just, the whole time you're just like, is this, you know, like it just seemed it. It didn't seem right. Like you're just wondering, right. like there's what's a going bad here? vibe. I actually. From the beginning, knowing there had to be some twist coming because they're gonna if they're gonna start making things seem off, there's gonna be a big reveal at the end. Exactly. That it builds towards. So I was trying to figure out what that could be, and I was like, I don't think this is actually set in the fifties. Part of and it so was, I was when right. I watched I was like, the trailer. Oh, I nailed it. Did not see the simulation coming. Exactly. And when I saw the trailer, and it shows in the trailer the scene where she com- she's confronting Frank, and she was like, Alice is confronting Frank. And she says, right. like, oh, how did you meet them? Picked up the train at Boston, right? And then she's right. like, oh, and a they lot of met that have way the too. Same backstory, yeah. Yeah, like there were just a few, there was a handful of backstories, and like probably every other couple matched backstories on how right. they met. So that is in the trailer where she's like saying, so oh, let me guess. Was... Am I right? Right. There, you, there's something hinky, there's something fake about this this place. So going into it, I expected that in either not maybe the first scene, but you know how like sometimes like after the initial like introduction, like in present time, they'll go back in time and kind of show their history. I thought it was weird the deeper I got into that movie that they weren't showing any of their history prior to that and that it wasn't being talked about. Yeah, I thought no that was really odd. At all, no, it's just very in the present. Yeah, because I was like, where are her? Where's her family? Like, did she doesn't bring up like her parents or like, you know, she hadn't talked to them or she stopped talking to them and they moved out here. Um, there's this movie. I I want to say it's Mark Wahlberg that's in it, but I could be wrong. I didn't even see the whole thing. I just saw like bits of it. Um, basically, it's this couple decides that they want to. Um, I, I thought it was going to be the same idea. Like, this is a community that people chose to move to for right. a better life. Um, him and his wife choose to be shrunken down. Oh, and uh, like that's so weird that you mentioned this because I was thinking about this movie at work today too, and I've never seen it. It's Matt Damon. You're thinking of Downside. Matt Damon. I confused those. Two. I was thinking of this movie today at work though, in reference to Don't Worry, Darling. Yeah, they're very the similar. I thought and, it was going to yeah. be the same. Like I thought it was going to be like they, as a couple, were struggling and they wanted a new lifestyle, or they were like afraid of where they lived and they wanted to feel safe. Right. I was waiting for that reveal, and it never came. Right. So I compare, I think those two movies are just like two, you know, two sides of the same coin type of thing. Like it's, I thought it was just like a different version of it, but don't worry, darling, just took a totally different twist. Right. Yeah. And it really made me think. I definitely did not see the simulation thing coming. I, 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 I called the, I. the time, uh, time frame being off. I did not see the simulation coming. Nope. Um, okay. So second question is. Who uh who's the best character in this movie? Like who did you who did you like the most? I want I guess I'd have to say I have to say Alice from like uh, who I was rooting for. Right. Like at the end I was really hoping she was going to get away. Um right. Yeah, you want you want her to figure it all out. I did in a weird way. This might sound super toxic. I did in a weird way admire um Jack Harry Styles character mm-hmm. because um of the way that he was willing, like he didn't have a job and I felt like he was kind of like a bum at one point. And 
in his own way. Maybe they they said this. uh, They might. It might have actually like clearly said it, and I I didn't catch it. But I got the sense that he used to work. Like, yeah, he got fired. He's dating. He's 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 with you know Alice. She's you know very beautiful. She's very successful. And by the time we see him in the you know the state of their relationship they're in just before the victory project happens like he's all greasy looking he's not yeah. working if you recall like you you know he had to be better off before otherwise how did he manage to land a you yes know, smart successful beautiful you know partner there was a scene where she was stroking his head and it only showed like his head like you didn't see like mm-hmm. their faces and she was saying like don't worry and he said um how will i take care of you and she's like, it's fine. I'll pick up extra oh, shifts. Oh, that's right. I do remember So that. he got fired. So mm-hmm. the thing I, I admired about his character was that I felt like in his own unique way, even though it was definitely the wrong way to go about it, um, yeah, he was trying uh, to do whatever he could to have that happy life with her that he thought maybe she deserved. Because he even said he hated it. He hated right. that he had to work to be able to afford to live there. Yeah, in the simulation when they're talking about it, when she confronts him about what she knows. Yeah, like imagine if you had to just put on your VR every day to to be able to go see the wife. Like, that's so weird. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I agree. My favorite character was Alice as well. Um, I'm already a big fan fan of Florence Pugh from Marvel movies that she's in. Mm -hmm. Um, And just her, uh, her acting was too good for me to... Oh, she's great. Anybody else. If I I don't even know who I'd pick for second because I have you know, Harry Styles was very good in the movie. I was rooting for him. Yeah, until I found out what he did. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but then I still I was was like, (laughs) oh, also Nick Kroll. Like if I feel like if Florence Pugh was not in this movie, um, I'd probably say that Nick Kroll's character, Dean, was my favorite just because I love Nick Kroll so much. Right, just from a fan perspective, was just was just too good. And I already, like I said, I already love her from the Marvel movies. Her character is amazing in those. Okay, Um, so we agree on that. Uh, and then, so our third one, we've got our our get the fuck out of here award. Uh, <laughs> the worst character in the movie, um, not like bad performance wise, just like who who's the worst character in this movie for you that you could oh, that you want so like eat out of this movie. Objectively, like obviously the worst character in the movie is Frank because he's like the bad guy. But my least favorite character was probably, um. The pregnant bitch. I don't remember oh, her name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't like her. I, I didn't like her attitude. Her, I didn't like her. Entirely. Yeah, she was just weird. And I felt like she was mad random and right. she didn't really serve much of a purpose. I have a couple of candidates for it. Um one is obviously Frank as the orchestrator, like the head incel. Uh mm-hmm. the the man who created this weird sexist virtual reality um but you could also you make the case for jack because he's the one we see victimizing our main character um but also um bunny because she knows she knows all the other women here she even says the other women don't know you know some of them are certainly captives of men that they either Mm -hmm. don't know or have no relationship with um but she's just letting it happen because this is it, what she wants she gets to be with her kids. So she's turning a blind eye on everything else just so she can have these fake kids. 
Meanwhile, there are women who are actually being, you know, imprisoned in this virtual reality. So I feel like you could definitely make the argument that this GTFO award should go to Bunny because. I can agree with that. Wow. I didn't like how she was talking mad shit on Margaret. Right. Like you could have just left. And she knew that Margaret was telling the truth and that Margaret was was right too she was the only yeah. one at that point who knew and she was still like oh, this bitch is crazy so i have a question mm-hmm. so bunny chose to be in that situation right but nick kroll who's her, who's her husband right right mm-hmm. he was one of the men who got who went to work at headquarters right right so, so were they both just aware and able to live out this fantasy happily i think maybe she figured it out you know much in the way like margaret did but well, because she asked, how do you know? To... And she said, I chose this. Right. It's possible that maybe they they are a real married couple who decided to do this together. So she didn't have to be drugged. And, and yeah, I mean, why not? Her will, you know, so maybe they both went to the Victory Project. Yeah, be like, we want to do this as a couple. Yeah, maybe she was being like threatened on the back end. And that's why she but... had to like sell out Alice to Frank. Like she she's like suspicious. So and then Frank confronted her because maybe like that was part of like the agreement of her being able to live amongst all of those women. Right. Peacefully. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, question number four is, who's this movie's MVP? Like, who carried this movie? Alice. I, I, th- I think I, I said a little bit already that her acting in this was really good, but it's got, yeah. I, I feel like we're in agreement. It's got to be her. She's got to be the No, MVP she's great. And honestly, like, I had no judgments on like any part of it. Like I just, I was rooting for her character from start to finish. And I just thought that she did a really good job and it was super entertaining to watch. She's a very talented actress. Um, Never heard of her before this movie. So I thought she was Olivia Wilde. No, (laughs) Uh, I've heard of a few other things she's been in aside from the Marvel movies I've seen her in, but yeah, her, her, her performance in this was pretty outstanding. And she's, in almost every scene i feel like she's got the most screen time out of everybody so she's got a lot of more work to do selling this movie oh yeah i think the movie was like around her like i don't she is the main character the main character um doesn't always have to be the main character but in this case she is i feel like it definitely is yeah even Um, her and harry styles were like the two leads and they she was way more than him like we saw way more of her right uh, okay, so our next category is probably the most complicated one. This is uh, the Oscar season. Yeah, I don't know. If you had to give an Oscar to this movie, if you had to give out an award. I don't know that this movie will win any awards, but if you it had should. to, what, would you give it a a uh, any of these Oscars? So this is off the list of the Oscar categories. We've got Best Actor in a Leading Role, Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Best Actress in a Leading Role, Actress in a Supporting Role, uh we've got let me see which other ones might be um relevant to this best art direction i don't i'm not sure that that would really apply for this one but best cinematography that's like the camera work best mm-hmm. director yeah best film editing best original score that one i would be that's one that i because the soundtrack for this the the score for the movie was i i thought was very good Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, we got best picture, best sound editing, sound mixing, visual effects. Okay. Uh, so those are those are the basic categories I think would be relevant for this movie. So if you had to give this movie an Oscar, I would one, give it two. Oscar? You think so? The best Greedy. female 
lead role one, whatever that is. Yeah. This because is, she was really good. In comparison to any movies that are actually out, we're not talking about the actual Oscars coming up just if we were going to nominate. In most movie recent movies that I've seen, I would definitely put this at the top. Mm-hmm. Out of the three movies that we talked about yeah. talking about, this one blew the other two out of the water. Yeah, and we I was had, dying. Like, to talk three about other it. movies on the docket to, that we were talking about. Oh yeah, three. Discussing yeah. on this podcast, and all of them got bumped for "Don't Worry, Darling." Literally, didn't care. I was like, if you're willing to go watch this movie, please go watch this movie. I really want to talk about it. So definitely, I would give that the best lead actress mm-hmm. and the um, best picture because I just the way that, that it all really. tied together. Honest to God, I want to see it again. I think the way it all tied together, like I want, I didn't see it coming which I love because I hate when a movie is predictable. Mm -hmm. And this one, even though I saw the trailer multiple times, like did not see it coming. No idea. Yeah. And at the end I was like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, I, so I think I would probably lean into, uh, I'd probably go with two of them as well. I agree with the best, uh, best lead actress for Florence Pugh for sure. I think, not even as just like a what Oscar would I give this movie if I had to pick one? Like I think she should be nominated because she was amazing. Yeah. And then I would I would uh, go with best original score. I felt like that that music that would play like when she was figuring things out with like the chanting almost. Very yeah, it was, it was very interesting. unsettling. It's not often even with me being as like musically oriented as I am, it's not super often that a movie's score really speaks to me. It's usually. Uh, just kind of there and I notice it but it if it really stands out with this one um so that those are the two Oscars I think I would go with uh number six we've got uh best scene or quote I feel like it's safe that the best scene would be um that's tough because i'm torn between like a couple like i feel like you could say the best scene is like when she i don't know what do you think um i had that when she comes back from the shock therapy and she's kind of just settling back into her like housewife life and jack singing that song re-triggers her memories yeah. Like plot wise, maybe that because it, it's like it's pretty quick. Like she comes back and it's like, bam, she immediately starts remembering again. So you like there wasn't even like a montage of like she lived like another week like that. But um, but I still uh like if he hadn't done that, if he hadn't been, you know, humming or singing that song, then she might not have remembered everything at all. It might have just lived out the rest of her life like that. Um. Right, like, uh, poor song choice, dude. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But, so that's one, just because I liked liked that, but I know it may not work for everybody. Uh, My other one would be, like, right when she's escaping, Mm -hmm. and she gets to the top of the stairs at the end of the movie, and she's being chased by the men in the red jumpsuits, and she's about to approach the headquarters and and touch it to, you know, to get out. Uh, She, like, I don't, not hallucinate, but she has, like, a vision she feels jack there with her even though he's dead by now oh uh, but yeah he comes up behind her and hugs her and he says don't leave me or you know stay here with me or whatever he says yeah and she still goes um because you could I tell just, she was torn like she was yeah like, yeah because yeah. she still loves him but she chose her freedom 
And yeah, so he's I also like dead. That, I felt like that was like the biggest moment of the movie, like more than her figuring out what was going on, her choosing her her own freedom and her right to not be a literal captive slave. Yeah, because <laughs> it was tough over because this comfortable life as a couple for the whole movie, you're rooting for them. Right. And even at the end, when they get they talk and he's gonna like, you think he's gonna leave with her? I yeah, knew he I was wasn't like, going oh, to. Good. Yeah. But I was like, I was I hoping. Was like, oh, maybe they're gonna try to get away and they're gonna and they're not gonna be able to get away and that's what we're gonna find out is that they're all here unwillingly. Mm-hmm. And uh, nope, much darker than that. I know, um, so weird. I guess yeah, I would say I agree with that. Um, I really did like the scene following like the dinner party when, you know, when she was talking to him and she's like we need to go and he's because he had just walked out frank after the meal right so he knew that this was gonna and happen they talked. yeah they had a conversation he, mm-hmm. like when they when frank was walking walking out he's like let's talk and they closed the door and went outside and had a conversation exactly and i think that it was just like you saw like he did a really good job for that scene yeah. like he was that was really good acting in my opinion yeah on, and on that Harry whole Styles scene part. was just so, yeah, yeah, it was so intense, you know, like he was just yeah, like, he loves they, her. You can tell he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm yeah, so yeah. sorry. And he's sitting in the car after they take her away and he's just screaming. Fuck. Exactly. Like, like aggressive music is playing. Like it's like just drums hitting over again. I was. And it's crazy because at that point, and this is, I think, why I kind of rooted for his character, either, even though what he did is clearly so wrong. Right. Because in that moment, he literally could have told her. Mm-hmm. Like he could have, he just. He didn't want to like put her through that because I think right. he really did just care for her and he knew that it was like bad, but he wanted he just wanted her and he wanted her to be happy and like he felt bad. I think he felt bad for like making her feel like she was crazy and like right. he wanted to tell her the truth. And he even said when she found out the second time, he was like, um, he's like, Well, now you know, and like, you know, we can like, you yeah. know, move like, on. Can, and you know, like just because you know doesn't mean this has to stop. We can keep going this way. Like, I think as bad as it was, he he showed he portrayed very well how in love his character was with oh, his, yeah. with her character mm-hmm. yeah and it wasn't even in like a creepy way like it was no, really i feel like he just, just acted like, out of complete desperation yeah he, he loved her so much that it became a fear that he was gonna lose her and then right but not like him. a creepy stalker like no yeah just like yeah yeah because it, it was just a, genuine at one point an actual healthy relationship but it was dying right. um, so. okay so number seven is rate this movie one to ten twelve 12. <laughs> 12. That, 12. I, I don't know about that. No, I do. I loved it. I loved it. It really got me. I loved it. So this 12. was a this was a perfect movie. Like this will go like they will study this movie. The only thing I would change now. is the ending because I would have liked to see more. See more of how, yeah. But a lot so of I people have, will not watch three hour movies. Right. So um I gave it a seven point five. Um I felt I feel like that's fair. Like it's a good score. Yeah. Uh, for me, like a ten is like a perfect movie. Yeah. One of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and I would. Never, I will be rewatching I will never this. Score anything. I will never score anything a ten unless I'm really serious. Like I, I probably won't ever score a new movie that I see for the first time a ten. Um, okay, so give me an example of a ten in your opinion. My opinion is this is going to be different for you because you're not in these type of movies. But the Dark Knight, uh, the 2008 okay. Batman movie with uh, Christian Bale and Heath Ledger as the Joker, I think that's a ten. Like that okay. movie is that movie is still regarded as like one of the greatest movies of all time. Not even just comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like for a movie to get a ten for me, it's got to have history of being loved. 
Um, but even if it's just by me, like my 10, maybe, you know. Well, yeah, because you're always a Batman fan growing up. But I feel like even most people would agree that The Dark Knight is a 10. Like that movie, it it was, you know, like iconic. It was ahead of its time. Um, It was like, you know, it was a huge movie that everybody loves. And it had, you know, Heath Ledger's iconic uh, performance as the Joker. Um, But. Yeah, so I won't give any, like, I probably won't give any new movies 10s, and, and, you know, it might be an old movie that we do, maybe I'll give something like that a 10, but, like, 10 has to be, it's gotta be, like, perfect, and, yeah. uh, you know, even 9, I feel, so I feel like 9 is, like, my, this movie was, like, absolutely, holy shit, I had no problems, mm-hmm. uh, it just wasn't as good as other, you know, 10 movies I've seen. But yeah, so I, I think like I seven, admired. Like I could even go to, to, like, an 8 with this, but I have some, like, plot hole. Yeah. Uh, gaps and then just some like you know like nitpicks about the movie but yeah so i got 7.5 you went 10 12, 12 but yeah okay, so. i guess if i had to choose 10 i just i think what i admired about this movie was just i feel like it was just different like there's no movies like right that i've seen that are like that and like i've a lot of movies to me are like predictable i'm watching it and i can kind of guess what's gonna happen because they kind of lead right. up to it a certain way and they just the lead up was so subtle. Like you saw little like clips here and there and like you wondered like what is that? But again, like I just I did not see it going where it went and they did right. it so well. So yeah, that's why. No, I they definitely did um the the big reveal that came at the end was definitely um enough to probably I could bump this up to an 8, but I'm going to I'm going to stick with my my 7 and a half. Um still gives us a good average um our official unqualified score. Yeah. If two of us average, we give it an 8.75. I feel like that's pretty damn good. No, that is really so good. So the official like stamp for the unqualified podcast score is an 8.75. So it's, it's a good <laughs> movie. It's highly recommended. Yes. Um, our second to last category is whether or not this movie is a Hall of Fame movie in its genre. Yes. So this is a like a psychological <laughs> thriller. Would you consider you you would consider this to be a Hall of Famer? Absolutely. For the psychological psychological thriller genre. This movie had me thinking. Okay, I was like, what if I'm in a simulation? What if? Wouldn't know. I did have. I was thinking about that a lot on the way home uh, from the theater. You know, because I've been thinking a lot about like the universe and space and the possibility. We I think we talked on our last podcast about uh, the simulation theory. Yeah, exactly, so and that's why kind of weird that we were talking about that, and then some simulation shit popped up. I was like, well, because we talked about it, and when I saw the movie, I was like, oh my god, we have to watch, we have to talk about this movie on the podcast. I didn't want right. to tell you, right, obviously, because right. that would have ruined the entire movie. Right. So again, Speaking I really hope you should watch. Don't worry, darling. <laughs> exactly. So I really, like, really hope mean? that anybody who's made it this far has not seen the movie. I hope that if anybody got this far that didn't see that that hit, that hasn't well if they haven't seen the movie i hope they stopped but we like if you got through the spoiler warning and and then still got spoiled we tried yeah i mean i think we said it like multiple times so yeah um so i did not give this movie hall of fame nod for no logical thriller i was looking at a list of some other psychological thrillers and so we've got um silence of the lambs which i'm not sure never saw seen. It. it's about hannibal lecter um, Jodie Foster, Anthony Hopkins, really like historic, great movie. 
it's yeah. uh it's a fantastic movie it's a psychological thriller horror um incredible movie uh american psycho which is uh christian bale never saw it um, <laughs> these are movies that are probably gonna have to get added to our our list yeah for, i have uh, a list podcast. like miles long of movies oh, yeah. that are considered like classics and i've never seen yeah, them we can so. touch on all those i probably haven't seen a lot of them either <laughs> um the shining yes zodiac psycho the sixth sense fight club uh seven Most so i've seen those. the shining <laughs> uh, the only one of those i haven't seen the sixth sense or psycho but i know of their like like huge following like they're very famous movies very iconic movies so i feel like I don't know. Maybe time will tell. Maybe don't worry, yeah. darling. Works its way up into the upper. Comparing it to the Shining, movies, but like I for the psychological part of it, I think the thing that the Shining has that this movie doesn't is the Shining has more of that horror behind it. It definitely Whereas, does. There are elements of this movie that play like horror, but they're they're not. Didn't, they didn't did touch on it a lot at all. Like, I didn't come home scared when I watched no. The Shining. I was probably you know like preteen, early teen. Somewhere, somewhere between ten and thirteen, I'd say. Freaked me and out. And I watched it with my with my parents. And at the time that I was that age, my dad looked a little bit like Jack Nicholson. I could the, see it. Like the, he was the you know the killer in the movie. And so we're watching this movie, and I'm looking at, <laughs> I'm watching the Jack Nicholson trying to kill his son with an axe on the TV, and I'm looking at my dad, and he kind of looks like Jack Nicholson. Oh my god. And then I look back, and Jack Nicholson is putting an axe through somebody <laughs> and I'm looking at my dad he kind of looks like Jack Nicholson and you're just like Holy so I'm trying to go shit. to bed that night and I'm just waiting for an axe to come pff, come through my bedroom door my dad's face pop in the door and try to kill me with an axe so uh yeah, could that... you imagine if your dad was like into like he was kind of like a prankster and he thought it would be yeah, funny. Yeah, it wouldn't be great. I wouldn't appreciate it. If you just, that. like, banged on your door. Like, right. you would have, oh my, you probably would have been traumatized for years. Oh, for sure. Because I already was. Like, I had a mm-hmm. really hard time sleeping after that. But, <laughs> so, long story short, no, I wouldn't put this movie in the Hall of Fame with other psychological thrillers. But maybe, like, years down the line. Um, yeah. It'll, it'll I feel kinda, you. like, earn that reputation. And then the last category we have is, like, any plot holes or things that you didn't think worked in the movie. Um, it really, the only thing that, like, I would change about it is the end. Right, so you can see. And I also, I had the question about Bunny and her husband, because she chose the life, but he was, like, he knew about it at the same time, so, like, I don't know. Like, I wish they touched on that a little bit more, because when she found out, she was in such a rush and didn't have the opportunity to kind of fill in the blanks because you're wondering like does the husband know that she knows or is it like she's sworn to secrecy like you don't know so that's the only thing i would change is the end to see like the aftermath Mm -hmm. of it because if they're the other thing is too like she said they're going to kill your body in the real world like do they go to her house like are there do they go out of the simulation to kill her or is it like she's out and she's able to save herself like we don't know that part either so there's just a couple things that i would want a little more information on but other than that that's really it everything else i loved and i thought was perfect yeah so the only issues i had were there's a fair amount of time in the movie like especially in the middle where i feel like the the story isn't really being progressed like it's just kind of like weird stuff is happening but we're not really learning anything 
And so, like, especially because I know something big has to be coming, I was getting kind of anxious wanting to know, wanting the, the plot to get further along. I wanted to know where this was heading. Um, my plot hole issue is when he's going into it for the first time, when he, when we see him lay down on the bed and put those things on his eyes, I think that's when it says that when he's going into the simulation, it says there are 72 other people on, there are 72 people online in this community, which means theoretically 36 couples, right? Because everybody's a couple. There are no single people. Everybody's a couple. So there's 36 women have gone missing and nobody's talking about it. Like Alice goes missing. She was a doctor or a nurse. That's a really good point. Hospital, and she goes missing and nobody's looking for her. And that I'd is be a fine really good point. If they if if they had figured out a way that Jack had faked her death or something like that, but they don't say that, so I'm not going to assume that. Yeah, like literally, so, like, or if he I'd had love... like called her work and was like, "There's an emergency," right? And also and like something. How worldwide is the Victory Project? Because I didn't see any evidence to suggest that this is a like global company. It seems like it might be local to this city that they live in. Yeah, that's a good point too. So. Like more if, information. If it is local to one city, then 36 women have gone missing in the same city. It'd be one thing if it was 36 women get, went missing across the globe. That happens. Yeah, daily, I mean, there's probably I'm more sure. right now. <laughs> um, exactly. Um, but if it's uh, especially like I said, if it's all in the same city, then 36 women have gone missing, probably relatively close to each other in the timeline, and nobody's talking about it. And so like said, Alice did not have the kind of job that you could just walk away from and people aren't going to ask questions. Right. So do we think that this potentially opens up the potential of like a sequel with different people? Like they reboot it after this whole like right. what remember too, the other thing that really went unanswered how it ended up was um when Frank's wife stabbed him. Yeah. Well, Does, that's another question is why? Right, why? And she also, said, it's my turn. What does happened that mean next? she's going to run the Victory Project now, or does it mean it's her turn to be in control and like take back her life? And she's exactly. So that makes me wonder if also, she's like, going to run it a different way. Right, and clearly, if like whether or not she's going to continue to run it, or you know, shut it down, or just escape. So she knew the whole time too. Is that what we're? Is that she what had we're to have? I she would assume. To, right? Maybe that was supposed to kind of like fill in the blanks for the bunny and her husband. Right. Because Maybe, she obviously but we were knew. never told that. So exactly. I, so we're I'm just not going to make any inferences for a movie if it, unless the, you know it's something that they clearly it's obvious, right? And I was supposed to pick it up, but I don't think there was anything that I missed to suggest. My thought is this opens it up for the potential of a sequel because right. it could literally be a whole different victory project with her, and she could even like maybe try to modernize it maybe she doesn't like the 1950s and she wants right. to like move into like the modern times but being in that community and or open it up in a different way like maybe she wants to take it in another direction and they focus on a new couple there could be like there's a lot of potential i think right. for a second one mm-hmm. you know yeah, or a similar it. concept um i mean it depends on what route they're going to go with it too but we don't know what alice does when she gets out first of all then and this is kind of, maybe not a plot hole because they just end the movie here and we're supposed to it's left open to interpretation but she's strapped to a bed she's right like does she start calling so for she help gets out and she wakes up but what now she's strapped to a bed is she gonna be strapped to that bed until she starves to death because nobody's looking for her right not to mention she's laying there for we don't know how long and it's right. like kind of a medical fact that if you're 
bedridden for a significant amount of time, your legs are not going to work immediately. Yeah, yeah, like, you have to work up to that. <laughs> right. So how long is she going to how long has she been in that bed? How mm. long is she going to be stuck there after she got out? Because she could still very easily die. And these people are she said uh, Bunny tells her that these people are going to be coming after you now. So presumably she doesn't have much time to get out of that apartment either. But she's strapped to the bed. So what happens? Exactly. Escapes, so there's a lot of questions. Really get out because now there are real people who are going to come and kill her for real. And she's strapped to the bed. She doesn't have a way to get out. Yeah, I do have some questions, but I still really love the movie. I love the movie, too. I thought it was great. All previous um, comments stand on my end. Right. <laughs> um, but that's my reasoning behind giving it a 7.5, not putting it in this, uh, the Hall of Fame for other psychological thrillers. Understandable. Um, I respect oh, the difference in opinion on certain things, and yeah. Yeah. Anyway, also, great movie. Yeah, Highly recommend whoever's also interested. One other thing, when um, the the whole neighborhood would rattle, you know, it sounded like a like a I train would, rolling through yes. there. What was that? You I was assuming explained. that it was when they went back into the real world. Right. That it was kind of like shaking everything up. Like I just assumed it was a, an effect of them coming in and out. Because it seemed to always happen after the middle of the day. Right. Um, and or the maybe weren't present. It was after they'd gone to work. Right. It was after they went to work. So I it was definitely something that they were I'd doing. Have, yeah. That'd be the kind of thing I guess I would need to rewatch and see if, because I was sitting here thinking that the men, there was at least one time. No, wait. Yeah. Because in the beginning, when it happens the first time, Jack and Alice are both home. Right, but there are different yet. departments, and there's different, like, levels, so I think... Yeah, but I think all the men that live there are the only ones in the community. They all just work in different departments. Like, Dean Well, they did say at that one time that they were building a new row of houses behind right. them, and they said, we'll be closer to town. And she said, how is that going to make you closer to town? And she said, because we're not the furthest. Right. So they were obviously constantly building on this community, so maybe we only got to see, like, that, so that select group. Right. There could be other people running the place. We may not know. There could be other areas. We don't know. There's a lot of questions. And I wonder, right. I really do wonder if I go to see this movie a second time, which I do plan to, you know, assuming the movie theater's still there. Um, yeah. I want to see if it answers any of my questions. Ideas. Like, I yeah. want to see if, like, anything I missed will right. kind of yeah, answer that question. I'd love to write down my questions and then go to the movie again and try to see if... Yeah. There was something that I missed because I didn't know I should be looking out for it. Regardless, though, um, if you for some reason listened to a complete spoiler and are questioning whether or not you want to see this movie, I definitely recommend it. Yeah. And I think it's worth, you know, the 10 bucks, 15 bucks, whatever. I know some people bucks, who don't care about spoilers. Go see like, it. Yeah, tell me. I'll go see yeah. it. Maybe I'll see it anyway. But So yeah, I highly I recommend like it's it. It's unlikely that anybody that's listened this far past the spoiler warning um, was ever going to see it. But. If you didn't, I, I would recommend it. It's Or if you already did, feel free to answer the questions that we answered. Yeah, yeah, answer the nine questions. We do have a Facebook page, and I've noticed that there are some people who have listened to the podcast that don't like us on Facebook. So, gotta, you know, support Smash your... that subscribe button. Literally, like, comment, subscribe, share with your friends. Right. You know, let's... You can also um, subscribe to it on... Apple Podcasts or Spotify, which are the two main. Oh, and also ratings. Streaming platform. Important people. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> I know, I know a <laughs> the, handful of people the that four have listened. People we're talking to. Yeah, no, I right. do too. 
So it's like Which that is should super be super cool too. Like uh, more people oh, yeah, than thank I you. thought would li- would listen to this, listen to this, which is super cool. So yes, first and Between foremost, friends, thank you, my friends, the members of our family. Yeah, thank you yep. for listening because that was pretty cool. Like yeah, we uh, reached that rando. Yeah, yeah. I think there's been a few people that don't actually know us that have listened to it based on I, there's oh. on the website I can see metrics and stuff. So you're gonna just find uh, a way I to add me to that because I'm just yeah, gonna keep texting you and be like, hey, what's up? What's, what's going on? Numbers? Yeah, where we yeah, at? It was a cool feeling Saturday, waking up in the morning, knowing we had put out our first episode. You know, mm-hmm. going to be putting out our second one. So, but yeah, uh, so. Yeah, so that's a wrap. That was uh, Don't Worry, Darling. Yep, um, and the Arby story that. also deserves yeah. to be heard by the world. So, and What's a better story, Don't Worry, Darling, or the Arby saga? <laughs> I have to be biased to myself because it's a real-life lesson, and... I think about it all the time. And I really think it's helped me grow as a person. So. I'm going to go with Don't Worry. Well, no, it's a great. I mean, I wouldn't make a movie about the friggin' Arby story. Like, I would. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I don't think that'd make for good cinema. Yeah, I wouldn't pay to see that. But, um, but yeah, anyway. So, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, give us five stars. And, you know, if we get big enough, we could maybe do, like, contests and shit. Give out, like, we could start making merch. Yeah. My mom has a cricket, and I have Procreate, and that our cover photo, I drew that shit. I just feel the need to say that, but <laughs> the intro music, Jesse wrote that shit. So I did. This is a DIY podcast. This is a very literally DIY podcast. Unqualified, but you know, making it work. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that's so, episode yeah, two for you. Wish me luck we'll, in the coming we'll days. Record again, yeah, in the next few days. If, so. uh, Hurricane Ian doesn't go completely banana sandwich down there. We'll see. Literally, thank. But either you way, know, there'll, there'll definitely be an uh, episode three. Will definitely be no later than next week. Either way, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll make it work. Uh, maybe next week, maybe sooner. We'll see. Facts. All depends on what Hurricane Ian has up its sleeve. We'll find. Literally, out. but yeah. Right. Thanks for yeah. tuning in, guys. Yes. Thanks for listening, everybody. Let us know what you think. Write us reviews. Like, give us feedback. Criticize us. I don't care. I just want. Yeah, yeah. I just want people to listen. Feedback. To yeah, no matter what. Even if you tell me this is stupid and you like, I don't care. Just yeah, you can listen say to it and be like, "Wow, you guys suck at this." We'll be like, "All right, well, it's thanks fine. For, thanks anyway. Thanks <laughs> for the, here. um, thanks for the interaction. Yeah, <laughs> that's all we we'll want. Yep. So, All right. Yeah. Later, bitches. Bye.